0: lot talk radio. Finally, can we Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck.
1: Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit JockJournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At JockJournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's JockJournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com
0: Listening to Jock Journal Radio. And now it is time for the sports drive. Your host, Josh Lopez, will be taking calls for the next two hours. And his co host, Sean Mann, will be giving you up to date news direct from jockjournal.com. So get on the line and become a jock star.
2: on, everybody, here on Tuesday, December 8th, 2015, welcome to the Sports Wrap, episode number 16 on Wall Talk Radio, Jack Journal uh, Radio, and dot com. my name is Josh Lopez, we'll bring in the boys in just a couple of seconds, this is your non-politically correct Sports Talk Radio show, we're live every Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, here on Jock Journal Radio from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. we open phone lines for you at 602-753-1743 or you can accept our text line at or Very important, send an email to josh at jockjournal.com to be part of the conversation today. We got a lot to get to and not a lot of time to do it as always. Always fun to do these shows. Uh we're on Twitter at Doc Sports Drive. Da Sports, Drive. <laughs> D-A Sports Drive. for those in particular. Um, I'm at Twitter at WD I'm your master of ceremonies, if you will, on this fest show. Um you can follow Sean at Twitter at SeanManSWR. Uh, and also you can follow the big win at Twitter at Jock And with that said, Bring in one of our co-hosts of the show today. It's the big win
3: himself for Blue Bumblebee, Indiana. The Gale oh, Force win. Frank. Frank. Oh. Why don't you call me the Red Bumblebee? How about the Yellow Bumblebee? Aren't Bumblebees yellow? I, could, I, could, I could can call, call you Carrot Top if you want. Yeah, something new, I guess. Hey, listen, you're the MC, Aren't you the cult leader? I mean, l- listen, you were the only one here... We're one of very few people across these United States of America to actually pick that the Dallas Cowboys were going to win. Win. I fought the we'll Washington get, Redskins. We're going <laughs> to trust them.
2: We'll get into that game in a couple of seconds. We'll wait for Sawman to come in through our Skype connection. By the way, if you're listening to the live link at Blog Talk Radio, you can uh, join in via Skype. Just put in your username, and you'll get in here. Uh, that's another option if you want to be on the air with us today. So. Uh, with that said, uh, before we uh, have a song coming here, Frank, how was your uh, Monday night uh, before the game? Uh, obviously, we had to show yesterday, but uh, how how were how was your day
3: yesterday? I would rather have watched Raw last night, literally, because I picked that the Washington Reds. Oh, uh, by the way, I got my Yahoo picks up. I predicted the Washington Redskins were going to win the game last night, thirty to three. I predicted Dallas was going to be the team that was going to score the fewest points uh, this past week. And you know what? You won. I mean, you listen, you pick, what is it with you? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure you out. How do you pick these sleeper picks? You pick them more than half of the time. <laughs> what is it? Uh, do you have a sixth sense? Do you have some sort of power that we don't have? I mean, what gives here?
2: I don't know what gives, but I think it's pretty funny, you know. You, you two were royally ripping me this past Friday's show about how I was going for the, uh, what was it, the, um oh, the Panthers. You guys were like, you're crazy. How could he go with the Panthers? They're 11-0 before they beat the Saints.
3: <laughs> Why yes, wouldn't
2: I? And, you got and, that right. And, and it, and then you told me that I was on my mind when I said the Cowboys would beat the Redskins because how utterly pathetic
3: and repug the NFC East is. Josh, I got to tell you this, buddy. If you take a look at all sixteen games in the National Football League, and I'm taking a look at my picks here, I only got six mm-hmm. games right in which I predicted. I lost. Yeah. Let's see. Oh my goodness! I lost ten games. Ten games. I was six of ten this week. I was god-awful. Terrible. 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 That, you know what? That's the truth. I was. I did not have a good week of picking of picking NFL games. Thankfully, the season's coming to an end in which I don't have to embarrass myself. Oh, wait a minute. We do have somebody to embarrass myself. We have Sean Mann with his bowling. <laughs> you know what? Thank goodness we have Sean Mann and his bowling because then uh, we don't have to focus much on my NFL picks. But, hey, I'm doing well, buddy. Uh, let me just say this. Uh, as far as the NFL goes, can you believe, Josh? I mean, I don't understand this. Help me out here. How can the Dallas yeah. Cowboys be 4-8? And, and you take a look at the standings. Mm-hmm. You have the Detroit Lions 4-8. and eight. You have the San Francisco 49ers. They're 4-8. and eight. And these are two teams that aren't yeah. going to the postseason, yet the Dallas Cowboys still have a legitimate shot of winning the division. That's wrong. That's criminal. That's not right. That makes me want to... Uh, Never mind. It, it just—it it makes me wanna puke. It makes me wanna bar- to blow chunks. You got admit, Josh. This is completely wrong here. How you're gonna? How, there's a good yeah. shot. You may have somebody from the NFC East get in with under a week with with an under 500 record. And in years past, the uh, NFC East has been terrible. a pretty good division.
2: Yep. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's one of the worst divisions in all of sports. I'll, think about I'll this, say Josh.
3: That. Think about this, Josh. Think about this here for a moment. You have okay. the Dallas Cowboys, as mentioned, four and eight, and Washington five and uh-huh. seven. Uh, the New York Giants five and seven. Can't believe I'm saying this, but the Philadelphia Eagles are five and seven. You may have the Dallas Cowboys uh, win next week, and they will be five and eight. But think about this: mm-hmm. if Washington loses. If the New York Giants lose, if Philadelphia loses, then they're five and eight, and we have this ridiculous four-way tie with everybody in that NFC East for first place, and all four teams are going to be under three, are going to be three games under five hundred.
2: Honestly, Frank, I would not be surprised
3: if the winner of the NFC East
2: is six and ten.
3: It wouldn't surprise me. I would not, not be not, surprised. At this point, I wouldn't be. Based on the fact of what we have now, with four weeks remaining the season, but six and ten, geez, that is completely wrong. That's completely absurd. Six and ten, and you're going to host a, a wild card game. You know what? That's the one team in the postseason I would definitely be rooting against. Because if you have an un, if you have a, a sub 500 record, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. I mean, I I did that with Seattle a few years ago. I did that with Carolina last year. I was rooting against these teams that were under 500 and made the playoffs and much less had a home playoff game because they don't need to be in the playoffs. I got to say this, what Adam Silver has done with the NBA and the re of conference, that's how it should be done. Yeah, You know what, maybe we, Roger Goodell needs to look at the big picture here. Mediocrity cannot be rewarded.
2: And not only that, but the worst part of this, Frank, of this is that whoever wins, uh, this division is going to have a home playoff game. That's what the I said. This
3: is a round of playoffs. That's what up. I said. Messed up. It's, it's criminal. My bad, the wild card round. I, don't, I want to make no, you're, right. you're No, no, wait, the no you're right. It's the wild card round. You're right. It's the wild card round. But it's still a home playoff game, isn't it? Yes. Still, that's no, wrong.
2: None, none of those teams deserve to be in the playoffs, let alone having a home playoff game.
3: You're telling that, me something I don't
2: ridiculous.
3: know. You're telling me something yeah. that I don't know. And by the way, this but game let me ask you. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, you go
2: ahead. Way,
3: did you honestly listen? I know you were busy covering Raw last night and you were uh changing back and forth at times keeping tabs of last night's Monday night game. There were times, okay. Josh, I thought that we were not going to have a touchdown in this game. But here's the problem with last night's game. Here's the problem with last night's game. The Washington Redskins with Kirk Cousins, and that was a beautiful pass last night. Beautiful uh, uh-huh. to Deshaun Jackson. But it came too soon. Uh, Dan Bailey has been an automatic field goal kicker. The Washington Redskins lost this game for themselves because they scored way too soon.
2: Well, let me ask you this, Frank. Sure, go let me ahead. be honest,
3: did, you, did you
2: watch the entire game last night?
3: Pretty much, yes I did. I did watch um this entire Monday night game because I'll be honest, when it comes to the NFL, even if we were Tennessee and Jackson though, I typically will try to watch as many NFL games that I can. I love the NFL. I love the competition. I love uh the fast the speed of the game. I so to answer your question, yes, I did watch it. Let me ask you this, do I get a price for watching it? It was a pretty boring game. Do I get something? <clears throat> Well, do I? I don't know because honestly, Jeez. that game's not
2: worth watching, even a quarter of it. So I got I, I good props to you. You're a big sports fan. You're willing to sit through garbage like that, but I, I, I just can't. I can't. I, I can't waste my time spending three or four hours on a game like that. I, I won't.
3: Oh, okay. So I, just, yeah. I
2: don't care that I don't care that it's Monday night.
3: You know what the problem is? We have so many. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: No, I was going to say we had Sean here. Sean has finally arrived. It's Sean Man, the Gutterball Man from Quarterly. What's going on?
4: (laughs) I knew that that was coming for that doggone stinking Gutterball Man. I am expecting to have a good game, but we'll leave it like that. Doing well in Hall. Welcome, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. It is Tuesday, December eighth, 2015. I'm doing well on a very wet, mm-hmm. rainy day out here in Hayden, Idaho, and also in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, because we've had a lot of rain and we got a lot of uh, snow coming, but we'll leave it like that.
3: <laughs> are, are you, let me ask you this. Are you getting yourself in shape for, tom- for tomorrow night?
4: You know what? I am born ready for tomorrow night. I was born yeah. ready,
3: and I'm you're ready you're to
4: ready. have a great... <laughs>
5: <laughs> ready. Uh, you were
4: talking, gentlemen, about the uh, Dallas-Washington game. Apparently I had some technical difficulties trying to get into the show. You've got to fix that, Blog Talk Radio, please. Fix your Skype connection, because I tried numerous times to try to call in. We'll leave it like that. Um, Yes, I did watch the game last uh, – I would, actually, I watched bits and pieces of the game. Um, you know, you talk about the fact that the Cowboys and the Redskins are old rivals. They go back years and years, and they've had some great matchups over the years. And I have to tell you, Washington mm-hmm. and Dallas have always, whatever the records would be, have always had a dislike for each other. They never, ever, ever really liked each other at all.
3: You know what's pretty cool? i got to tell you, there was one thing that was pretty cool about last night's game, for me personally, because I grew up with these guys, and I grew up in a better era of the NFL than what it is now. And maybe I'm saying that because as a young child, you appreciate sports more than you do now, because you don't know any better. You're just a little boy. Uh, what what, what, what of the world do spo- you know? But you're spoiled.
2: I mean, oh, yeah, here's you know, the,
3: the thing. thing.
2: I I I I I did notice this this a lot where a lot of people say my era is better in this for music or movies or wrestling or sports okay. or whatever. But honestly, you gotta look at this the bigger picture. I see that you're, you grew up during the best era of sports. Okay. I did. That maybe, maybe the you. best era of wrestling as well. All right.
6: Well, certainly. Now, the attitude nobody's
2: taking no, nobody's taking that away from you. And it's all fine and dandy. Would I wish to be 35 or 4 years old now? No. But would it be cool to be there in those moments as a kid? Absolutely. But my thing is is that okay, it's cool that you grew up with that but don't don't continue to harp on that my past was better than yours type thing. I, I don't like people no, that try to it, harp it. on the past. Because oh my goodness. It, 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 it's, it's really outdated, Frank, because Oh, dated. You, of course, of course, of course, it, it, it was better you because it was the first freaky thing you saw. Your to it already at a point. You're not well, let me looking up. at the bigger picture. Let's let's say somebody my age. I, I we have three different generations of sports talk radio fans here on this show. I represent today's generation of sports fans. I'm sorry, I do. If that if that those people that I'm a broadcaster at age 21 and uh, we have a big platform. That's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that offends you. You, you don't need a four-year master's degree to be a broadcaster. but No, anyways. you don't. Oh. But the point is here, Frank, is that, okay, you were born in this era, but what makes that era better than today? What, yep. On what basis? Okay, I, well, I, all right, grew all right, all I, I, I right. Grew, I grew up with wrestling during the action era, but I still enjoy wrestling today
6: as much as I did
2: back then as a kid. So what's well,
3: involved in sports? Okay, okay. Let me. All right. First of all, all right. Uh, let me. All right. First of all, let me just say it was great to see Doug Williams and Mark Ripken and Joe Gibbs. I mean, that's the point I would have made. Mm-hmm. Seeing these Redskins legends that went on to be quarterbacks in Super Bowls, obviously Gibbs coaching Super Bowls. I mean, just think about my childhood, yeah. that was great. Now, let, all right, case in point, how about these officials, Josh? If you're going to take a look at the NFL, these officials have thrown too many penalties. They thrown, they've called meaningless penalties. It is utterly ridiculous as far as the NFL is concerned. Okay, let's move to the NBA. Uh the NBA, uh not much of a physical league, uh depending more on okay. the
5: superstar.
3: It was more team oriented and hard nosed basketball. Drive down the lane and kick your butt. That was the eighties and the nineties. So the NBA is better from that from from that era as opposed to now. My childhood. Okay. Major League Baseball. The games are longer now. Growing up, you had the pitters would actually stay in the batter's box for about 20 seconds. They wouldn't get out of they wouldn't get out. they go to. They get out of the backstop. The game is slow <laughs> as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. So NFL, you have the officials. NBA, you have the pace of the game, the fact that you just don't drive hard down the lane anymore without getting called, and Major League Baseball, the games are too longer. So to answer your question, yes, sports from my childhood is a hell of a lot better than what it is now.
4: So I can agree with Frank though that it was a, most definitely what I would have to say it was a different era back then. And yeah, you think of Redskin greats like Doug Williams and of course Joe Theismann, and of course Joe Theismann really brought the football back to the Washington Redskins. Uh, But it's a different era now, you know, especially with the rivalry between the Redskins and the Cowboys. It's an old rivalry, but I know that the two dislike each other. Um, The point is, with the NFC East, we talk about the ramp, you know. um, I'd have to still say this for everybody who's a a Giants fan, an Eagles fan, a Cowboys fan, and a Redskins fan. This is arguably, if you, since we're t- if I'd like to get into the rant a little bit, this is arguably uh, okay. one of the worst divisions in football. <laughs> the NFL needs <laughs> the NFL needs to fix and address this issue. If we continue to have below five hundred teams making it to the playoffs, we've seen Preach it, it twice.
3: Reach it it. We've seen <laughs> it twice. We saw
4: this. Well, let me finish, Frank. 7-9 and nine Seattle Seahawks. They went to the uh, playoffs in 2010, and they made it. They won a playoff game for Chicago, took care of business there, and beat them 35-24. And then you had the Carolina Panthers, which blew out the Arizona Cardinals last year. I believe it was in December of 2014. It is an absolute joke. In the years that I've grown up with the NFL, it was always teams that were above 500. Maybe we need to start going back to the way it was, like maybe put move all the teams back where they are, like have the Colts in the AFC East get rid of these divisions that Paul Tagliabue put into place, uh, because this is just not right, gentlemen, to have teams below 500 make the playoffs. And right now, yeah. I don't really care who's going to win the NFC East. And if you want to know my personal opinion, Josh, yeah. I really do not think the Cowboys are a playoff team. They need so much luck on their side to even get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They need
2: all three Correct. teams
4: to lose the next four weeks, and the Cowboys have to win the next
2: four. We're here on the Sports Drive here on Jock Turtle Radio at com. Also go to com backslash TSC, and you can send us a message there if you like us this game with the Cowboys and Redskins to give us a call at six oh two seven five three one seven four three. Tell us where you're from uh we'll love to have you on and be part of the show today or hit up our text line at seven seven nine four eight. Now here we go and I I've been waiting to say this for a while. And we have yeah. the Redskins now the Redskins we are now gonna take on the Bears on Sunday. The Giants are on Monday Night Football against the Dolphins, if I'm not mistaken.
3: The you're right, you're girls right. are
2: are th- The Cowgirls are taking on the Packers. Packers. They're on the road. Lambe,
3: you're right. Lambo Field.
4: They go to Green Bay in a rematch of the NFC Divisional Playoff game. Mm-hmm.
2: hmm That's correct. Who, who's the Eagles playing this week? Buffalo? The,
3: the they Eagles play the Bills are, this week, guys? Well, I know the I'm Eagles are at home. Eagles home. aren't home. Oh, oh, Buffalo. Right. Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo, you're right, Josh. Oh, Buffalo, my bad, yep. they play the, yeah. Yeah, uh, you, so, you are bad. Very bad.
2: The very sad part of this situation, guys, is the fact that, okay, we have this team that could possibly 7 or 9 or 6 to 10 that wins the division, and they're going to be a freaking home playoff team in the wild card round. Doesn't that piss you off? Of you course, it pissed me off repug that having a whole playoff game.
3: Piss me off. I mean, it, I, does, it should have happened. I have rooting interest. I do have rooting interest in the playoffs. Do You know who my rooting interest I is? I, did, the, I
2: don't. I don't. I don't care that I don't care that you get a home playoff game because you win your division. That's bullshit. It should be about who's the best team in the conference and the story.
4: I agree with that, too, Josh. That's a good way to look at it because it should always be the teams that have the most wins and earns the home field advantage. These teams below 500 do don't deserve to be in there. And it is bull crap because whoever's going to win that NFC East will probably win the division, and I hate to say it, either a team could end up 6-10 and 10 and win the division, 7-9, and 9, or 8-8, and 8, and they realize that they shouldn't even be in there to begin with. Dallas knows very, very well that they're 4-8, if they were to end up eight and eight win that NFC East Division, uh it would be a five hundred record. I guess I could go along with it just because it's a five hundred record. But anytime you see a team with a seven and nine, a six and ten record, or even a five and eleven record, and still wins the division and gets in there, that's just uh that's a crock of crap if you get my drift.
3: Taking a look here at the possible seeding year and the team right now that believe it or not uh would be representing the nscs would be the washington redskins because they hold the number four seed they would be by unfortunately the Division divisional winners they would play the minnesota vikings josh i can't believe i would say this but let's just say it were washington and minnesota in that wild card playoff game i would be i would have to root for that team for the minnesota vikings i know they're a team in the in the conference of the bears the team we root for, but come on, I'll be honest. Maybe if this were even the Green Bay Packers, I would have to root for them. Because let me ask you this: Don't you just want to see this team lose? This team has no business being in the postseason. Matter of fact, here, take a look at these records here. Carolina, 12 and 0. Arizona, the number two seed, 10 and 2. Green Bay, 8 and 4, the number three seed. Um, 5 and 7 is Washington. I mean, look at these other teams below them, the wild card teams. Minnesota is eight and four, and they hold the number five seed. Seattle is seven and five, and they hold the number six seed. Uh, am I missing something here? Root against the Washington Redskins. Root against whatever team makes it to the playoffs from the NFC East because they don't deserve to be there.
4: They really, they really don't, Frank. When you look them. at that entire, you know, like I said, I don't care who wins the division. I don't know who's going to win it. I really don't care because that entire division is an absolute joke. So dumpster may the best fire. team win. Right. With that
2: complete, he's saying it's a. It's a Sean, that division is a complete bag of dumpster. You know what? That that yeah. division I, is utterly ridiculous.
4: With me saying that, may the best team win, and then get prepared to get booted out of the playoffs.
2: May the best. Yeah, sure yeah, the best. That's yeah. May the, you know, you know, it made the worst team win. Why
3: not? Actually, it will be the worst team. They
2: they're, they all equally suck, so it makes sense. And by God, man, do we have some Skippy Bayless quotes today for these this Cowboys game. So, watch out. Well, up of the hour for this Skippy Bayless bash hour. I know that we got maybe a little bit of time, but if
4: we if we could kind of go through the NFC East real quickly. Uh, I've been reading stories about – I'll start with the Giants first, okay? I've been reading stories since we're breaking down the NFC East, okay? The Giants have been taking a major heat and major criticism after the loss. Tom Coughlin has taken a lot of heat because he made bad coaching decisions for the Giants against the Jets on uh, Sunday. And I have to tell you with the Giants, that's cost them big time this year. They have had games that they've had by 10 or 13 points that they've led in the fourth quarter, and they've just basically – been lackadaisical. They just let the teams come back. Dallas, they blew the game right there. They had a chance to win that game and ice the Cowboys. Didn't do it. Falcons, they had a chance to win that game. They blew that opportunity. Then the Jets, they had a 10-point lead with like five minutes and 50 seconds left, and the Jets went down the field and uh, went down there and scored the tying touchdown for, uh, to Brandon Marshall, and the Jets kicked the field goal. And I know the Jets were very happy uh-huh. because it snapped a five-game losing streak to them. The Redskins. They had the opportunity of a lifetime to really pick up ground in the NFC East and be the lone team leading that division. They didn't get it done. Fumble at the end of the game really, really hurt them. Then the Redskins went down, tied the game up at 16. Dallas goes down, kicks a 54-yard field goal. The Eagles, you know, I still have to tell you, the fact that the Eagles go into Foxborough was a very surprising thing to me as a diehard New England Patriots fan. That really... Stung the Patriots really, really bad that they lost it. I'm not trying to be, I don't want to be too biased, but I'm just saying the Eagles won a game that they shouldn't have won, but they did it because they made some big plays on their special teams. And then you got Dallas, which is four and eight. There's a team that has been pretty much out of it. Now they, like I said, all the Cowboys yeah, need is luck boy. on their side. Dude, all, all the Cowboys need is luck on their side to narrowly escaping NFC East. So that's how I have to break down the entire NFC East to you, gentlemen.
3: I just thought of something. Think about this. The Dallas Cowboys could possibly be in first place in two weeks by themselves. Did it ever occur to you? Because, uh, look, if Dallas goes in an upset Bay, and that would be an upset, uh, they would be a uh, 5-8. and eight. And like I said, if Washington, the New York Giants, and Philadelphia lose their games, and those are non-divisional games, then they would all be 5-8. and eight. Okay, so we're looking but ha- at... Uh, but I- we're looking at...
2: So haven't, we, haven't we seen it all this NFL season, though? Like, seriously, we've seen everything here. <laughs> I, I mean, this, this NFL season has been all over the place. We had injuries,
3: ask- we I- had I- I- teams I-
2: coming I- out of nowhere. We've Isn't seen that great, everything though? that could... It's great. Be- it, it's good, I- but in a way... But in a way, like a lot of these experts are sitting there claiming that they know everything about the NFL. Uh, I'm not talking about former players. I'm just talking about like this natural broadcasters who sit on their high horse on ESPN. I'm not talking about former players, but I can go on that rant later on today. But uh, I, right. we're gonna about to head. To, we're gonna head to our first update of this day because we got uh, okay. a I'm lot gonna... of other stuff we gotta get to. Sean, we we just don't have time for it. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, that, time, that's all right. Sir. That's fine. Yeah, no worries. So we're going to head to our first update of the day. When we come back, we'll do on this day sports history. And then um, we got a nice little rant for Johnny Mansell, who seems to be, once again, the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. So
3: Can we that one? should be
2: pretty interesting. So with that said, for the first update of the day, let's bring it to our historian man, John Man the Historian (laughs) Welcome
4: ladies and gentlemen to the first update for the Sports Drive on this Tuesday, December eighth, two thousand and fifteen. We're gonna start in the NBA. Here are the finals from last night's action. The Hornets over the Pistons, one hundred four to eighty four. San Antonio Spurs. They had an easy game against the Philadelphia 76ers, 119 to 68, to drop the 76ers to one win and 21 losses on the season. Wizards 114, Heat 103. The Mavericks go into Madison Square Garden, in New York, and beat the Knicks 104 to 97. Raptors over the Lakers, 102 to 93. Suns 103, Bulls 101. The Bucks 90. Trailblazers, 88. Clippers, 110. Timberwolves, 106. And lastly, the Boston Celtics beat the Pelicans by a score of 111-93. to In Tuesday's action, which is today, here are the games that we have. NBA TV has a doubleheader. It's going to be the Trailblazers at the Cavaliers. Warriors remain, look to remain undefeated. They've won 22 straight. They're taking on the Indiana Pacers. Rockets at the Nets, Thunder at the Grizzlies, Magic at the Nuggets, and lastly, it'll be the Jazz taking on the Sacramento Kings. NHL, the finals from yesterday, there were 3 games on tap yesterday. The Predators beat the Bruins 3 to 2, Avalanche in overtime over the Wild 2 to 1, and lastly, the Canucks over the Sabres 5 to 2. Tonight, nine games in the National Hockey League, and here's what we have scheduled for tonight. And that would be, I'm trying to get this, there we go, that would be for the nine games, the Islanders at the Flyers, Kings at the Blue Jackets, Red Wings at Capitals, Devils at Maple Leafs, Senators at Panthers, Coyotes at the Blues, Predators at Blackhawks, Hurricanes at Stars, and lastly, the Sharks taking on the Flames. And lastly, for Monday Night Football on ESPN, the Cowboys prevail in a real close contest, 19-16, to 16, the Cowboys nailed a game-winning 54-yard field goal to keep their slight playoff hopes alive for the NFC East Division. I'm Sean Mann for the first update for the Sports
2: Drive. Back on over to the host of the Sports Drive, Josh Lopez. Welcome back to the Sports Drive. Everybody here on Jock Turner Radio and jockjournal.com. We've got Sean Mann, the Sporting man here, and we got... The big win, Gale Force win from Blue Bumblebee, Indiana.
3: Frank. <laughs>
2: Franko. Oh. Uh, let's go to, on this day in sports history, pretty, pretty we, don't, we, we don't have a lot, but uh, I'll try to get in as much as I can. So, today's December mm-hmm. 8th. On um, yep. this day in nineteen eighty-sixty-three, Tom King... Of England to beat American John Heenan and became the first world heavyweight champ. Now I don't know if this is for wrestling or for boxing, but that's a little boxing stat, I guess. Oh is. yeah, on yeah, yeah. Day, yeah I see <laughs> on this day in 1987, Ron Hexville, of the Philadelphia Flyers became the first goalie in NHL history to shoot and score a goal. His empty net goal made him the second goalie to get credit for a goal in the NHL.
5: So
4: that was,
3: 8th. that was
2: December eighth. That was December eighth,
4: nineteen
3: eighty seven. Wow. Yeah, when Correct. you were a little guy. What yeah. Was I, doing on Dece- on, I can tell you what I was yeah. doing on December eighth, nineteen eighty seven. <laughs> I was in kindergarten. Go ahead.
2: Yep, on this day, nineteen ninety four, in Los Angeles, twelve alternate jurors were chosen for the O.J. Simpson murder trial. I Carumba. I remember this movie, this O.J. Simpson show on FX, right?
3: I lived it, guys. I lived. Yeah, right? it. I was only I seven when that. I was that a was.
4: baby.
3: Seven or eight or not? Yeah, seven or seven or eight. Yeah, guys, it got. Yeah,
2: I I'll, I'll like six months. It got yeah. Yeah. All right, next one here on this day, two thousand, Mario Lemieux announced to the Pittsburgh Penguins that he plans to return to the NHL as as a player at age thirty five. He would be the first modern owner slash player in U. S. Pro sports.
3: That was I hear him that.
4: I, I do remember that, Josh, when that news was announced that Mario Lemieux had made the announcement that he would be the owner of the Penguins and then he would be also the player of the Pittsburgh Penguins. That made huge news because he was battling a lot of illnesses and even dealing with one of his kids who was dealing with an illness. So that was big news.
3: And it had been a few years also since he was away from the game, so yeah. that was huge.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Like I'm True. I'm just saying 2003,
2: the Orlando Magic ended their 19-game losing streak by beating the Phoenix Sun in 105-98. Kind of sounds familiar to the um, Philadelphia 76ers that uh, we have this season in <laughs> the NBA. Yeah, don't feel, yeah,
3: don't feel bad. And people in Philadelphia don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. They're probably giving up <laughs> um, their season ticket.
2: Probably. probably. Uh, who cares? Who gives a flying pig Newton? <laughs> um on this day of 2004, uh, five fans charts in the infamous
5: brawl in
2: Detroit uh, with Ron Artest and the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons in 2004. I watched it on ESPN, too.
5: I watched
2: it. I watched you know, the, what it. Sean? You know what? It's, it's
4: an amazing story about that. Before I, I mean, I'm glad to give perspective, Josh, and this is a good segment on this day in sports history. I will never forget. It was Friday, November nineteenth, two thousand and four. I had just came home from Albertsons. I was done doing my courtesy clerk uh, work because I had to bag groceries and help customers out because I just I did a, I was doing a good job for them. So anyway, make it quick. I came home that day, and it was a Friday evening. I was tired, but then I was watching uh, to see if the Celtics would beat the Spurs. They didn't. They lost ninety two ninety two to eighty four. Then I went to ESPN and turned it on, and I saw absolutely one of the worst brawls in sports history. You had players jumping in the stands; it was ugly. That was a horrible brawl in the palace, and that le- and that was an ugly sports weekend. And then, and then I'll never forget the following day, November twentieth of oh four. There was a brawl that happened in college sports with players and fans. So, hopefully, we won't see that again. Melees are bad in um, uh, between players and fans. And quickly that uh, was I got also a
5: couple rivalry too. Yeah.
2: I got a couple more quotes here before we go to break. Um sure. this one this popped up in my head. <laughs> um, I'm just saying nineteen sixty one, Will Chamberlain scored the second highest total in NBA history, which is seventy eight.
0: Um,
2: also it would been broken uh early years later with Kobe Bryant with the eighty one in that game against the uh Toronto Raptors. I think it was in two thousand and six that game that happened anyway. That was on this, that was January of '06.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: On this day of 2008, um, Greg Maddox announced his retirement from the Major League Baseball. He played for 23 years with the Chicago Cubs, the Atlanta Braves, uh, San Diego Padres, and the Los Angeles Dodgers. He only won one World Series, but that was with the Atlanta Braves. Um, let's give out a couple of birthday shout outs as well while we still on this topic here. Uh happy birthday to Jeff George.
5: <laughs>
2: um, former NFL quarterback. Um also let's give out a birthday shout out to uh a former Viking player, uh, James Stewart. Um Mitch Jacob no no Mitch Jacoby at the tight end for the St. Louis Rams turns 42 today. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it for and sports history. We're going to head to our first sports break of the day. When we come back, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of the things uh, we as sports fans would like to have for Christmas, and uh, also, we also like to lift Johnny Manziel for a little bit. So, a lot of fun to get to <laughs> this is sports life here on Jock Journal Radio.
7: one cars for kids kars cars for kids One eight seven seven cars for kids Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids KARS Cars for Kids. 1877 Cars for Kids. Donate your car today.
1: Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit JockJournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go, and it's jockjournal.com.
6: Support for this show comes from Material. Material is a simple and intuitive e-commerce platform that lets you get your online store started without paying a dime. That's right, no ads, no setup costs, no transaction fees. Experience a fresh and easy new way to sell online by signing up at Material.com today.
0: You are listening to Jock Journal Radio: news, opinion, and discussion for all you Jock stars. Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I I I, I think that I've become a little bit uh, obsessed obsessed with sports. Welcome
2: <laughs> back, everybody, to the Sports Drive it's here on Talk Turtle Radio and ChatJournal.com. My name is Josh Lopez, the one that Sean Man, historian man from Cartelando. We've well, we got. The big win, Frank Sprinkle from Blue Bumblebee, Indiana. And don't forget, YouTube. at the top of the hour, uh we'll have Brian Snow, another Indiana native, uh, on for the Skippy Bayless bash hour, which is always fun to do. Always lined up the mood, especially on an early weekday, like a Tuesday. Um by the way, tomorrow I'll have my wrestling radio show, The Pro Wrestling Experience, on com. It's on from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Time on com. episode 145, actually. And um, I'll be dishing out the yearly PWE Awards, where I give out awards for this year's wrestling year. So it's going to be fun. And of course, we'll go over uh, some of the matches for this Sunday's TLC pay per view. Um, from Boston, Massachusetts at TD Bake Store Garden. So tomorrow's performance experience will be definitely must-listen. Um, oh, jeez. Anyway, uh, before, before we go on here, um, of course, Christmas is coming up soon. It's only 17 days away, but nobody's That's counting. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> and no, I'm and not
5: counting.
2: Uh, and, by the way, programming is being... A little Christmas gift for you guys. Me and Sean are actually going to do a show Christmas Eve morning. So December 24th, which is going to be a, uh, a Friday Friday show, we'll be doing a special two-hour show where we'll do our first segment, go quickly into the bash hour, and then automatically go into uh, the um I'm actually go to the Skibbeville Bashyard. Me and so make the pick for the rest of the time.
3: And we got an NFL yeah, game that's... on Christmas Eve night. We do have an NFL game on Christmas Eve night, by the way. How odd is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually going to be San Diego and Oakland. So the NFL is going to play <laughs> on that silent night, holy night.
5: <laughs>
4: we will be
3: honored.
5: We will
4: be honored to do the show on. Um, on uh, Christmas Eve, no
2: problem. Christmas Eve. All right, here we go. So, uh, speaking as sports fans, not just broadcasting, but sports fans, guys, we what are. would you guys like to see? is what would you guys wish for Christmas as a sports fan? It,
3: it,
2: it could be about anything.
3: It At could be about point, team. Go ahead, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, you know what? Like I said, I'll just take the Bears finishing eight and eight. Listen, you don't have to make the playoffs. <laughs> eight and eight eight and eight is an accomplishment all of itself, considering the dysfunction junction of a year ago, where they were five and eleven under Merck Cressman, and many people did not expect this Bears team with a new head coach and a new general manager to really do much. Eight and eight would be great. It would be a season of pouring champagne down each other's throats. And heads, you know what? Just going eight to eight bears. And by the way, what I would like to see too, I would like to see Ryan Peace really start to reorganize this Bears club. So you know what? I want to see the Bears go eight and eight. That's my Christmas gift. Enough said. I,
4: I think, you know Frank. You know Frank. Uh, I can agree with where you're coming from because you know you you are you know since you are the big Chicago Bears fan and Josh is too. You're realizing that the Bears will not make the playoffs for your favorite no, not. team, so you're no, not. so you're trying so you're trying to make sure that the Bears can just end up finishing strong and try to build for 2016. Uh, you know that's really the key thing when you look at it. For me, probably what I would like is the Patriots to win four more games. You know that would be a great Christmas present for me because the key thing for them, you know, Brady was really upset yesterday with his performance. Uh, I would like to see New England win the next four because the key thing now is to try to earn that home field. Of their, and you know what? New England's got to earn it. You know, they're looking really, really good at being 10-0, and 0, you know, 10-0. and 0. But they have to go out and they have to earn it and they have to hold off Denver and Cincinnati. And it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks in that AFC for those top three teams, uh, New England, Cincinnati, and
2: Denver. For me, it'll go like this. I got two things, guys. Just two. Just two. One, a wish, a wish that no more former professional players are ESPN commentators.
5: That's one. <laughs> I'm Oh, done oh, I'm I knew, oh
2: man, I should mention that. It. Secondly, my, one of my Christmas wishes is to see Johnny Manziel cut by the Cleveland Browns. So it was enough <laughs> yesterday that Johnny Mantel for the fifth time already this season, is already going to be the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns as the rest of the season goes on, whatever is left of it. It's looking like the Browns will have the first pick in the NFL draft uh, this coming year. But, oh boy,
7: I'll say
2: this. You'll in say this. In a positive on a positive note, On a positive I note. will say what I would like for Christmas is the Chicago Bulls to end the Golden State Warriors' winning streak. Now I know it can't happen because obviously the next time they play is in January, but that's one of the Christmas gifts I would like to have.
3: It might be over by then. You're, you're I, like have ane- I have a gentlemen. Was- what I
4: have another, I have another Christmas wish.
3: Be I, would like for
4: the, I, I would like for the Boston Celtics to beat the Chicago Bulls tomorrow so Josh <laughs> Lopez can be rocking Celtics gear for an entire week.
3: That. Gonna, I saved that for last. <laughs> or you know I'm going to something for last. I'm going to save something for last. Shaw, my Christmas get, wish is actually for Sean Mann to to actually win tomorrow, not just Bulls <laughs> but to actually win on the lanes. That's my Christmas. Hey, you, know,
4: you know what? I, you know what? Even though that this season, ladies and gentlemen, has been a rough bowling season, I will always be the bowling master. Nobody oh, can ever over... over uh. <laughs> Get
3: em. Get em. Oh, God bless America. Get him. Get him. Oh, just it was Matt season. Why do you think we call you the gutter boy? I'm not the gutter ball master. I'm not a gutter ball. That's what you are. Yes, you are. You're just the one in minute. Oh,
5: wow. <laughs> wow.
2: Wow, wow,
5: wow.
3: I'll tell you what I got another um, wish. I wanna see the Cubs revamp their bullpen at these winter meetings. That's what I wanna see. <laughs> another Christmas I want to see wish.
2: G- I wanna see I wanna see Dave Dombrowski prove why he's just another infidel type of freaking uh uh GM. Careful, Careful Josh. Careful, Josh.
4: I'm a Red Sox fan, and I like what I Dave care. Dombrowski's doing. Dombrowski knows how to turn teams around. We saw what he did in Florida. We saw what he did in Detroit. Okay. So Dave Dombrowski Whoa. knows he didn't that he, did he do can do it with the Red Detroit. Sox.
2: He didn't do anything in Detroit.
5: The division
2: of Kansas been for years since I saw five. He lost most the that the Tigers were in. I don't want to hear that. Oh, oh six 6 in 2012. We got into two fall classics. Okay, big deal. They lost, right? So what's the point? The point is, is Dombrowski has eight experience. Eight. Oh, jeez. Come on. I hey, can't believe what, what be, I'm hearing. Are we, are we supposed to be
4: talking uh, about uh, in the man last, here? No,
3: we will.
2: We'll get to that second, but... The last time Steve Stomrowski won anything in the MLB, I was three years old. 1997, they beat the Indians in seven games. Yeah, it was 18 years ago. What has he done for me lately? Jack
3: shit. Done for me lately? You don't play for him.
4: (laughs) Now he goes to the Red Sox and he looks to turn that team around. My favorite baseball team, the Boston Red Sox. If
2: oh. yep, they are, yep, they so are. Another,
4: another Christmas wish for the Red Sox that I'd like to see is an improvement with starting pitching. Work on the starting pitching, work on maybe finding some bats, yes. and have a great winter meetings and make Christmas very splendid for Sean Ross, man. All right. Enough
2: with the Boston Celtics, love here. And This is a sports drive, not Boston drive.
3: I don't even I want to be. I,
2: I, 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 I know. I
4: know, I uh, know, I know. A, Chris, a Christmas wish How about mean, Johnny Manziel Jesus. quick football. Mm.
3: That ain't going to happen. No way. I mean, I would have mind seeing that, but that ain't going to happen. But, hey, don't you think <laughs> Cleveland Browns fans are getting their Christmas wish? We're going to see Manziel start next week against the 49ers.
2: Oh,
3: lovely. That's going to be a dumpster fire. That's- Ethiopia <laughs> game. Ethiopia game. Let me ask you guys this. Let me ask you guys this. Don't you think that if you take a look at last Sunday when the Browns were playing uh, the Bengals, don't you think that there were some fans before they went into uh, First Energy Stadium that they were actually praying, yeah. that they were praying to God above Please, Lord, let us see Johnny Manziel play here today. I know Austin Davis uh, started the game, but I'm sure these fans were wishing for Johnny Manziel to come in at some point. All right, I want to say this about Mike Pettin. Mike Pettin is doing all he can to protect the integrity of this team by not starting Manziel. But I I have a feeling that he is being told by the front office, by Jimmy Haslam, the Mm -hmm. general manager, that you have to start Johnny Manziel. Manziel brings in the people manzel brings in the excitement he brings in the interest the cleveland browns front office wants johnny Manziel to start maybe not mike Pennon per se but the cleveland brown the higher brass above Pennon, they want to see Manziel start
4: you know something i have to say this about Manziel. all right you give him maybe a, you get you may probably give him a few years you give him a, maybe a couple like a few years in Cleveland, he doesn't get it done. You know where he's going to go to? He's going to go to Dallas. He's going to go because Jerry Jones has that plan to realize that Romo's getting toward the end of his career and Johnny Manziel will be a Dallas Cowboy quarterback. I will just book it and be ready for it in the next couple of years. I'm kind of preparing it and knowing that Johnny Manziel will be a Dallas Cowboy quarterback. Because Cleveland, with all the people that thought the Browns were going to be a mm-hmm. Super Bowl team even last year, I laughed the entire yeah. thing off saying the Browns will not win a Super Bowl, and they haven't been big since the Jim Brown days of the mid-1960s. i have
2: got a couple of uh, breaking news stories here for MLB big Winter Meetings. Meeting. <laughs> obviously, this will be our, our uh, – we'll be the home for Winter Meetings updates here when it comes to our Jack General Radio crew. Um, so – it's looking like the St. Louis Cardinals will be uh, acquiring Jed Guiracro from the um, San Diego Padres, the outfielder. Mm-hmm. Colorado Rockies uh, uh getting a deal with Chad Qualls, who used to be a reliever for the Houston Astros. I remember greatly uh, Paul Canerco hitting the grand slam against Chad Qualls in the 2005 World Series when the White Sox swept the um, Astros. How oh, great Rockies was that for you? Today, uh, that was amazing. Um, also, another guy that got a two-year contract with the Rockies was Jason Mott, who actually was with the Cubs this past season. Um That's right. Other news with the, uh, Aroldis Chapman. Uh, it's looking like the deal is not fully confirmed yet. Uh, news came out yesterday that. Chapman uh, is part of an alleged domestic violence incident, and uh, they're holding um, the deals until all the legal stuff is out of the window. Um, one last uh, uh, MOB winter meeting note here before we head to the uh, top of the hour break here. Um, I forgot to get this loaded up here. Stupid Twitter account's acting dumb today. <laughs> um, Joe Namath is, is at meetings. He's talking with clubs but he's aiming to return from second Tommy John surgery, and could be ready for games by mid-season in 2016. Nathan is 41 years old. He could be a candidate with a low base salary in the first year plus option, or higher guarantee in the second. Do you take the bait and have Joe uh, Joe Nathan come to your squad really quick? Yes or no?
3: I don't know if I would because here's the thing: if you take a look at these injuries it can slow uh somebody down. If you look at somebody like Joe Nathan. This guy uh used to be a pretty darn good closer. I mean, you go back to uh uh go back to 2004 for instance. The guy had 44 saves. He had 43 saves in 2005, but the fact is you just haven't had the consistency uh that you did last year. I mean, you know what? Maybe I would. That's that's really a gamble. That really is. You know, I'll tell you what. I'll retract my statement and say yes, mm. I would, based on the fact that he is coming off having 35 saves just two years ago. So I'll tell you what. I'll retract what I said. Shame on me. Uh, mm. uh, just re- just pretend I didn't say it. I'll take Joe Nathan. Yes.
2: Sean, yes
4: or no? Uh, let's just make it quick. Maybe. It's a possibility if he still has it in him to be a good closer. Maybe. You,
2: you want the PC, Ralph, bro. <laughs> He hit us with the maybe.
4: It's <laughs> debatable. He's 41 years old. Who knows how much time he has left in, in the All big right. leagues?
3: I have a feeling you would say no yeah, for I now. Guess. I have a feeling if you were general manager, I you guess. would probably say no for now. It's like a 50-50 well, right, like split.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, speaking of 50-50, we got to hit the break. Uh, we'll come back last. it's is Bale's Fast Hour with the Snowman. Brian Snow here on Sports Podcast.
6: Support for this show comes from Material. Material is a simple and intuitive e-commerce platform that lets you get your online store started without paying a dime. That's right. No ads, no setup costs, no transaction fees. Experience a fresh and easy new way to sell online by signing up at material.com today.
8: When you look at the evolution of the smartphone, you will notice that all these devices are constantly getting better in every way. More useful, more powerful, and physically larger. We decided to skip ten steps in that evolution, and we made the absolute best smartphone that you could possibly imagine. And here it is. The FB-607! Behold. The future is upon us, and now is the time where we must... Ah, oh, sorry! Really heavy! Hurts the leg. Let's take a look at some of the specs. At 2.5 feet by 3 feet and 112 pounds, it literally dwarfs the competition and destroys it. The frame is a virtually indestructible cast-iron titanium alloy, perfectly protecting the 9,500 gigahertz processor. The unique handprint and footprint technology guarantees ultimate security. It's just like Mission Impossible, but in real life. The battery life is 58 minutes, but you won't be using the battery that much because this baby runs on good old-fashioned gasoline. Just fill her up and pull the starting mechanism until you hear a slight humming. It's also equipped with cable. Cameras. What? It's equipped with cable television. Why? It comes with cable TV. Why? Because people love it. And in the unlikely event that you should experience service problems, just bring it back to the shop and the FB607 Virtuosos will change the oil, check the transmission and examine any exhaust pipes to make sure that you and your loved ones are safe from any harmful fumes that it may or may not produce. (laughs) (laughs) But be careful, because this phone is so hyper-intelligent that you may sometimes find it standing over your bed in the middle of the night, looking at you, wondering what you're dreaming about, just waiting for you to give it something to do. Please, give me a reason to live. Oh, my God! Um, I, I, I don't know, um... Show me the weather. The Apple FB607. It's f***ing big. Billy ads. they stupid, fake commercials. Oh. Don't yell at me. You are not
0: my father. I'm not your father, but I own you, and I would like you to leave the room. You don't own me. This is my house.
8: I own this whole house. Asshole. Why is your house all white inside?
1: Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go And it's JockJournal.com.
0: It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now... The Jockstars fight back. All right, Skippy Bayless Bash, one more time. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now... The Jockstars fight back.
2: That was cool. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Hour number two with Sports Drive here on... Shock Journal Radio. Uh, Joshua Lobedier, alongside Sean Mann and the Big Win Frank Frankel. Let's bring in the Snowman, Brian Snow, my good <laughs> buddy. Uh, hit, check out the Arena Sports Network. He does an amazing job with the site and is play-by-play coverage as well. Uh, snowman, how's
5: it going, buddy?
9: Um, Frank, you got that uh, shock meter ready? <laughs> <laughs>
5: No, you asked. You
9: asked. All right, uh, let's
5: let's.
9: Uh, Josh, I love you dearly. Fellas, I love you dearly. With that said, let's bash this some bitch. us <laughs> what's
2: shocking? You know, you know, it's kind of crazy. Um, this is a, this is gonna get really interesting, with, especially with what happened last night. So I apologize in advance. This is a lot of cowboys close today. All right. Skippy Bayless said that my... Oh, God. Here
3: we go. (laughs) My Dallas
2: Cowboys, right?
3: Yeah. Oh, no. My
2: Dallas Cowboys (laughs) may be proud, and they're back in the running to make the playoffs.
3: Bullshit. (laughs) What is this world coming to? That's all I can say, Please, you know what, let me ask you this. Do you work, who do you root for next week? The Packers? The Bears aren't going to the playoffs. I mean, who do I root for? Do yeah. I root for the Packers or do I root for the Cowboys? You know, Skip Bayless. Uh, I Bagley, I I go, the I, Packers I'll go
2: with the Cowboys so just for the hell of it. I'll go <laughs> i don't know. the
3: <laughs> for the hell of it. <laughs> you know, if they beat the um, Packers, I'm going to hear Skip Bayless left and right.
2: Yeah, that means this we is have is more one of the few times, That's the point.
9: I will say, This is one of the few times I will say this in the history of me watching Monday night football, which I haven't been a consistent watcher of since it moved to ESPN. Monday night football sucked ass.
3: <laughs> Giants Dolphins next uh, week doesn't look really intriguing. Giants what? Yeah. Giants Dolphins, that's the Dalton. in Miami. That's the oh, that's God. the Monday night matchup next week. Oh God is right. Oh dear oh, Lord. God. Anybody up for Raw next week?
2: <laughs> I am. I'll take Ronke um, over
3: Monday night football. I'll
2: Agreed. tell you one thing. Is terrible. I will, I will tell I will tell you gentlemen one thing.
4: Next year NFL right. games that are marquee matchups and quit putting on matchups where we have below five hundred teams that nobody really gives a hell of
2: beans about.
9: Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> it's kinda of like right. here
2: we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next uh, You guys sound mundane see? Jeez Hey <laughs>
3: we're waiting for uh, you all great Oh
2: we're, we're waiting Josh
9: Cause I know I'm there's gonna be relaxed. one That's gonna set me off Hey there's one I know there's <laughs> one in, in this group today That's gonna set me off <laughs> I right, maybe it's this one
2: Skimmy Bale said that Des Bryant is more tough and Jerry Rice.
3: And here it is. Oh, Get the hell
2: out of the way. I'm going
3: into a pit of snakes. I'm going into a pit of snakes. Pit of snakes? Really, Frank? Yeah, Yep,
9: might as well. Uh, Des Bryant is tougher than Jerry Rice. Um, okay, let's go yeah. down the list here. Who came from... Uh, a historically black college where he didn't get much attention, was drafted by a defending world champion, became a world champion three times over, the first to catch a 1,000 mm-hmm. passes in the year, did it against the Ravens in 1996, has his number retired by the team, the league, and is a Hall of Famer. That would be Jerry Rice. Des Bryant, you have no idea what toughness is, and Skip Bayless, you have no idea what toughness is. If it smacked you in the face, kicked you in the nuts, and gave you a shock in the ass...
3: <laughs> 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 well, can, I, can I come? Can I come out of the pit of snakes now? Yeah, Go yeah. those snakes hurt.
2: <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Honorary Rest in Peace to uh, John Lennon was unfortunately uh, murdered 35 years ago today. Just wanted to give that shout out. John Lennon,
5: one,
2: one of a kind. Not a lot of people make music like that anymore. And, and, anyway. And, and lucky uh, to this day, John. Absolutely. Uh, Scooby Bailey said that, Mike. Here we go. My Dallas Cowboys deserve to make the playoffs more than any other team right now because of what they've been through this season.
3: Y'all oh, better go, first. All better go well, first. God bless America. Y'all <laughs> better go first. You want me to go first? Who's going first? (laughs) All right, if if nobody's going to volunteer, then I'm going to go first. Because of what they went through, they put themselves in this position to not make the playoffs. (laughs) What about the Carolina Panthers? They're undefeated. New England. I mean, sure, they've lost a couple of games, but look at their record. Arizona's had a terrific year. Those are teams that deserve to make the playoffs. The Dallas Cowboys lost seven in a row. Too bad, so sad. If they don't make the playoffs, well, I'm actually rooting for them not to make the playoffs. I know that division's weak, but please, for all that's holy, I hope Dallas doesn't make it
9: because of what they've been through.
3: You gotta I'll earn just it. lay
9: one statement on. I'll, I'll just lay one statement on top of this to couple with everything that Frank Sprinkle said. And that is, the Bayless, you need to remember that on Thanksgiving Day, your Cowboys
2: got their ass
9: kicked.
10: Indeed they did. <laughs> <laughs> and I was Skippy so happy on he,
2: that the, yeah. Bale said that he's the Donald Trump of sports talk.
9: He looks All like right, Donald Trump I, every I, morning I, with that red I, hair.
2: I'm going
4: first on this. Take it. Donald Trump. Trump of sports talk. What the crap are you, a stinking politician, you moron? Oh, dear Lord, we
3: don't need that. Like oh, a
2: we don't, we don't,
3: we don't need like that. Shut politician. up. We don't, we, we don't need Skip Bayless in office. You know what? If Skip Bayless is elected to any political office, I'm running way south of the border like Taco Bell.
9: <laughs> Skip Taco Bell just runs south of the border to get the hell away. Dude, Skip, Skip Bayless, Bayless doesn't even know how to be a journalist. How the hell is he going to compare himself to a wannabe politician? Wait a minute. That makes Skip Bayless a wannabe. I rest my case. Next.
5: <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> Drop the mic.
2: snowman. Really snowman always brings it. Doesn't matter what it is. Here we go. <laughs> um, Kippy Baylor said that LeBron James is the greatest natural athlete and leader of all time.
9: That's bullshit. That is
2: bullshit. <laughs> He's
3: got natural ability, <laughs> but what about what about his leadership?
2: Or lack <laughs> thereof.
3: <laughs> I didn't, I
2: didn't know he had
3: leadership. <laughs> and why is this, I didn't why know is he had
2: leadership. actually existed in this body.
3: Why is it that he has lost how many NBA Finals? Four? I've, I've lost count. Seriously, the guy has yes, lost, the lost right four. Way. I've lost you know, count.
4: I, I'm going to go on this next. Okay. If he's the greatest player of all time, Skip Bayless, he's two and four all <laughs> time for NBA Finals. Hey, Skip Bayless, let's also look at some other facts. Have you ever noticed how LeBron James walks it up the court when and he doesn't seem like he wants to care about wanting to win? He doesn't care about his teammates. Yeah. He only cares about himself. If he's the greatest player since sliced bread, then what the crap has he done for himself lately? He hasn't won a championship since 2013, two and four. Mm-hmm. God, Skip, you are just an idiot. Hey,
3: hey, Josh. We were talking, hold on, let me just say this. We were talking about Christmas wishes. I'm hoping that Golden State goes undefeated come Christmas Day so they can just demolish the Cleveland Cavaliers. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I
9: want to, that'll kick off my Christmas lunch, okay? That'll kick off my Christmas lunch because I want to see Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, who I think is a better forward than LeBron James. Yeah, I said it, and I meant it just annihilate the Cleveland cadavers. Yeah, I said it, and I meant it. Cadavers. Because that's all they've been <laughs> since 1989 when Michael Jordan eliminated them with Bamber. the shot. They haven't been the same Bamber since.
2: Bamber. Let me rip this guy. Go for it. Go for it. LeBron James is the Kanye West of the NBA. He fool out of himself. <laughs> he talks out of his ass. He seems to be something that he's not. And uh, you know, I, I'm not even going to bother to go into what his future is going to be because honestly, I don't care. And obviously, there's a big report today about him signing a lifetime agreement with Nike or whatever. Big deal. The guy was going to get it one way or another. Just like the NBA was handing him everything on a silver platter it really doesn't matter. Uh LeBron James, you are my, you are the Kanye west of basketball.
9: Um um uh uh, uh oh, um I didn't think jo- yeah, I know Josh can get that, man. He's been hanging around my ass. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
5: um
2: that was the next one here. I was going that my... Oh,
3: no. Hey, said bye. It's programmed to the word my.
2: My Boston Red Sox learned not overpaid their next big free agent because they barely have enough money wasting it on David Price. Okay, I'm time out. I'm stepping out of the way. I'm stepping out out. Of the
3: way. All right, time out. Skip Bayless, shut up. <laughs> That's all, shut up. Nothing else?
2: That's it.
5: <laughs> um, right, you know what? I,
3: That's what. You know what? That's exactly
4: why the stinking statement is short because
5: mm-hmm. he is
4: so full of crap he doesn't know a doggone thing about the Boston Red Sox. So, shut, shut
0: up, Sean. Yep,
9: Sean. I'll add this, Skip Bayless. You have two options:
2: shut yeah. up, or shut the hell up. <laughs> Either way, it's a win-win for us.
3: Can we get the Chris Jericho sound effect? Would you please shut the hell up? Oh, I'll have that by the end
2: of the week. Yeah.
9: Yeah, We need that. We need that
3: that
2: for the
0: bash hour.
2: Also, another Christmas wish list. We need to have the snowman here for a full show, but we'll do it eventually. Snowman's a busy guy. We don't want to overwork him here.
9: Man, please. I'll join y'all for a full show whenever, whenever you need me.
2: All right, we'll get it. We'll
9: get it done. We'll get, we'll get it done. What's the next one? And, you
2: know, you know what I miss, Snowman? I miss your good morning uh, call when you start the show. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, man, I miss that. <laughs> it yeah, me. I even, I even
2: <laughs> tried doing.
9: I even tried doing that one morning while horse. That was a mistake,
2: and I didn't have my
9: voice to call a game that night. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
2: you see the shockometer so You got to hear Snowman's good morning. <laughs> hey, we're going to get that sometime. <laughs> <if>
3: you're right. <laughs> All right. All let's right.
2: Let's go to the next one here. Um, Bell, said at the
5: night?
2: <laughs> uh, My Chicago Bulls let me down last night against the Phoenix Suns.
3: Oh, so all of a sudden it's his Chicago Bulls. I thought he hated pretty Uh, much everything about Chicago.
9: Oh, hell.
3: Oh, hell. Here we go.
9: Oh,
3: hell. Oh, hell. Hey, it was a pretty good game last night, I'll say that. Great
9: game, bad result. But it's still one game of 82 in the season. Yeah, the Bulls gave that game away, allowing Phoenix to score seven in a row in the final 90 seconds. Okay? Even the best teams Mm -hmm. have done that. The Bulls of 91 did that against the Boston Celtics the third game of the year. That said, Skip Bayless, will you shut the hell up and put something in your throat, please? You can't claim a team that you can't cover. You can't claim a team where you can't analyze correctly. I go back to the Eastern semifinals last year against the Cleveland Cadavers. And, Skip Bayless, you cannot claim a team that don't like your puck ass in the first place.
2: Next. Gabby Bell said that the New York Yankees are awesome and that their business philosophy is amazing. Uh,
4: I'm going on this. Okay, if they're so awesome. Okay. Okay. What have they done in the last six years? Yankees haven't won crap in the last six years. Okay. Everything, okay. If memory serves me correctly... 2010, they lost in six games to the Texas Rangers in the ALCS. 2011, they lost in five games to the Tigers. 2012, got swept by the Tigers. The Tigers.
5: 2013, the
4: Tigers. didn't make the playoffs. 2014, didn't make the playoffs. And this year, lost a pathetic play in game that shouldn't have been put in baseball in the first place. Dick Bayless, you are <laughs> full of crap. Oh, yeah. So, all of a sudden, like the mind for the Yankees are awesome. Yeah, big deal. A lot of those championships were won before I was even born, okay? They won five championships afterward.
5: Shut up, that. The Yankees suck. <laughs> <laughs> Good
3: dream. Did he watch that one-game playoff, one playoff against the Astros? I mean, really?
9: That's the most pathetic game did. I ever saw in my life.
3: I don't know. So that Brian, so think, boring. Brian, the I Cubs met. I couldn't enough. The Cubs Mets NLCS games were a boredo. I'll admit it. You, you know what? Just, just
2: like last night's Monday Night Football game was boring. Yeah, man, Thank it was you. That anyway. yeah, was a bore until uh, the end. Yes, yeah, yeah till should the should end. Be done. Give that till the end. Yes, till the end. Damn. Yes, man. Yes, man. Should just be done with Monday Night Football in general. But that's just me. Anyway. Uh, Skip feel that the Philadelphia
3: so 76ers are an atrocity and that he should be the owner of the team. They are. Oh, dear
9: God.
3: Does he have the money to <laughs> own the NBA team? Oh, dear
9: Lord. It's bad enough he paints himself as a political figure. It's bad enough he paints himself somewhat as an NFL owner, but now he wants to paint,
6: paint himself as, as a NFL basketball NFL owner?
9: for the For the love of God, he tries to paint himself as a wrestler and a wrestling owner. For the love of God, Skip, will you please come out of your dream world?
10: You don't know (laughs) a doggone thing about
3: owning a team. (laughs) Dude, what's next? What's next? Is he going to 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 be a scener now? Hey, Josh,
4: I want to go on this. I want to go on this, Josh, just for a second. Oh yeah, but, so Skip Bayless becomes the owner of the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Crying out loud! Hey, mm-hmm. Skip Bayless, I can agree with you that they are an inter- miserable and a disgrace, and that they're one and twenty-one. But what could you do to turn the Seventy Sixers around, Skip? You probably would make them want to make sure they would lose every game. You don't know anything about being 76ers. an owner, and you sure and you sure as heck don't know anything about being a very good journalist because you suck, my friend.
2: He's not a journalist. Thank you, that's his, thank,
5: you thank
2: you. You're if welcome. If
5: that's
9: on. journalism, if if what he does is journalism, I'm getting the hell out. <laughs> yeah, if that's
5: the
2: case, I'm ashamed of
5: myself.
3: The school he's the ultimate biased bias journalist. No, uh, like no, I said, if no. that's...
2: I found this interesting quote last night. I, I found that. I oh, this, oh. Is not from, this is not from yesterday, but this is an old school quote. Who cares, um, Skippy Bale said that Dwight Howard is better for than uh, Hakeem Olajuwon.
5: That's a I'm crock leaving. of bullshit, you all know. I'm leaving! I'm
3: leaving. <laughs> I am done with this show for today. <laughs>
9: Hakeem Olajuwon? Hakeem Olajuwon, bounce a, bounce a basketball off Dwight Howard's dumbass head, dunk it on him, then <laughs> take the ball back, kick him in the nuts with it, and dunk it in. Like
2: you're trying to hey,
9: compare uh, Skip you're trying to compare Dwight Howard to Hakeem Olajuwon, a Hall of Famer, University of Houston, fly uh, five slam two time champion, scoring leader, dominant center, and you're going to compare Dwight Howard, the softest center in the NBA, to Hakeem Olajuwon, you dumbass, will you please do your research? We've already asked that. We know you're not going to do it. But for Christ's sakes, please do your research before you make such a ridiculous comparison.
3: Do research? I don't even need to do research. I lived it, (laughs) Bryant. Research. My research (laughs) is life experience.
4: All right. I got something to add here. Okay.
2: let's Let's look
4: at championships here, Skip.
2: Dwight Howard
4: has only appeared in one NBA Finals. That was 2009. One. They ended up yep. losing to the L.A. Lakers in five games. Hakeem Olajuwon has been in three NBA Finals appearances. 1986, but his Rockets lost in six games. Mm-hmm. 1994, you move eight years later, the Rockets played the New York Knicks. And you know what? It just so happens, Skip Bayless, that the Rockets beat the Knicks in seven games, and then they swept Orlando four games to none in 1995. Yeah, a lot you know about saying that Dwight Howard is a better player than Hakeem Olajuwon. Look at the DocGas stats, and like Snowman said, do your frickin' research.
5: I shouldn't hey, have
3: to doesn't Sean... Howard...
5: hey,
2: doesn't Dwight Howard remind you guys of Shrek from Donkey? No, not the Donkey from Shrek, my bad. Doesn't you he bad. like the Donkey from Shrek? Yeah, i know that movie. I am not in the Shrek, so I really can't I
3: comment on it. I, I could tell by the
2: silence.
3: I, <laughs> can, I, can, <laughs> li, listen, I could Listen, I could give a beavers. I could give you a beavers New York. You
2: know what about Shrek? Well, I'm going to send <laughs> you guys a message in a Facebook
3: uh, group message here
2: because um, this goes with our next quote. Um, let me put this in the different gonna,
3: one He's
9: going to get
3: us in the Shrek. Just wait. We're going to be in the Shrek before you know it. Go oh. ahead, buddy. No, I'm afraid
9: of the Shrek right now.
2: Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I got to do this, but uh, there's a picture that came out uh, last week over the weekend. It's a cartoon sketch of the greatest NBA players in the table, kind of like The Last Supper. So they got uh, obviously they got Dirk, they got Max Johnson, they got Jordan, they got Kobe, they got right. uh, uh, Shaq, they got uh, Larry Bird, they got Charles Barkley and his terrible self. But there's one problem with this picture. I'll send it to you, oh, Snowman, oh, on Twitter if you want to look at it. LeBron's All
5: right.
2: I had to go get a drink of water. Did I miss table. anything? What about the table? Okay.
9: I had to get a drink yeah. of water. Did I miss anything?
2: Yes. Uh, I'm going to send you a picture here on uh, Twitter, at your Twitter account, so I hope you get it. And you tell me what's wrong with this picture before we go to the next Skippy Quote.
9: Okay. Jump into Twitter.
2: Okay, let me see this.
9: Yep.
3: Let me see this uh, this table here. This this last Frank, supper table. Frank, I'll
2: I'll I'll send it to you too.
3: Which by the way, if indeed this is what I think it is, I may never want to eat supper again.
2: Sean, let me put this on your Facebook Frank. message too.
3: <clears throat> Alright. Okay.
9: Let me wait, wait, you, I gotta can you tell
2: me what's wrong with this picture.
9: I got to go into my Twitter.
2: All right. Oh this.
5: my gosh. Okay, wow. I see MJ.
3: I see MJ in it. I see.
9: Hold on. I've got to see this to believe it.
3: What? Garnett, LeBron. There's Kobe. There's AI. I see Dirk. I see Hakeem. Okay. Well, Charles Barkley's in there. Charles Barkley never won an NBA championship.
9: Missing from NBA Last Suppers. Okay, here we go. It's Shaquille nice O'Neal, point. Garnett. What the hell? What the hell is he doing in this picture? Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan at the head of the table where he should be. Larry Bird, Charles Barkley, Tim Duncan, Magic Johnson. Who the hell is this?
3: Barkley never won an NBA so, championship. Uh, That's Dirk. That
9: hey, wait, 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 wait,
3: wait, wait, wait. Iverson never won one as well. Okay,
9: Akeem Ola- who's this next to Akeem Olajuwon?
3: Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, that's
2: Dirk. I can see it clearly. That's Dirk. Okay, dark. okay, okay, the the hair, okay. What
9: is LeBron James doing in this picture?
2: There you go. Can we play?
3: That's what I you, said. You
9: know something? You know something? Kick LeBron James out of this picture and add David Robinson.
3: Wait a, Please. Minute, wait a Wait a minute, LeBron has, his, he has the palm of his hands wide open. Is LeBron making a declaration that he's going to win ten NBA championships? Is that what it is?
2: Yeah, yeah, he already made that declaration he's and pitching. got kicked in the ass for it. He's Judas in the picture.
3: Oh, he's Judas.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, you can tell Judas. by the
9: front. You can tell by the frown on his face. Everybody else is remotely smiling, and he's not.
3: So wait—is he does not deserve to
2: be in that picture? He does not not deserve to be in
3: picture. Is he he bored? Is he does he not want to be there?
2: He's not even a top fifty NBA player. (laughs) Thank you.
3: Either he's (laughs) holding up (laughs) ten fingers, saying I should be in the top ten, or I'm going to win ten NBA Mm -hmm. championships and outdo everybody here.
9: All right. Wait. Wait. Whoa. 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 Looking back at this picture, where is Bill Russell?
3: Yeah, exactly. Where's, where's, where's Doctor J? Where's Pistol Pete? <laughs> yeah, it seems that they have no respect for it. Where's Wait Jerry? a minute. Bill,
9: Russell, Bill Russell's not. Bill Russell's not here. Pistol Pete is not here. Kevin McHale is no. not here. Robert Parrish is no, not Isaiah here.
3: Isaiah
9: Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, Maurice Chase, Andrew Tony, Julius Irving. So you
3: do have you do have Larry Bird in there, so I'll give props in terms of if you have to have right, the right. Sixers. All right, all right. Yeah,
2: I'll give I'll
9: give you that, but
2: still, Bill Russell is, is not in this picture. picture this is the dumbest picture
3: ever. You know, he does make a good point about, about <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah uh, Thomas should be in this picture. Where's Isaiah Thomas? Isaiah,
9: Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, the microwave, somebody, Vinnie Johnson,
3: somebody from the Pistons from that era
9: from the bad boy era absolutely there's not doesn't even doesn't matter more. who it is somebody from the bad boy era needs
3: to be in give this a, picture give us one and, and and hold on why am I seeing ellen iverson who played in an NBA final but never won an NBA championship and charles barkley never won an NBA championship and you're leaving well, ellen you got ellen iverson in there too and you're leaving out a piston bad boy I closing this. I'm, I'm closing this. That's a bunch of... That picture yeah, right this there... Yeah, picture is garbage. Yeah,
2: that picture... This, this, you know
3: what? this, be, this, this picture what This picture needs to be
9: redone. Yeah. This picture needs to be <laughs> hey, burned. Hey, Burn it. Hey, so
2: many
3: remember...
2: Hey, Snowman, you remember that picture I sent to you with the jerseys of the greatest players with the particular jersey number and how LeBron James is oh. not on any of those numbers? Yep. Yep. It proves my point right there. Anyway, let's you? move on to the next code here. Um, here's a wrestling one. Skippy Bayless said that he would like to retire The Undertaker at WrestleMania.
3: Guys, I am out of here. I am so, so far Peace away Peace out. <laughs> this is not even getting funny anymore. This is getting old and pathetic.
9: <laughs> Skip Bayless is old and pathetic.
2: Next question.
5: <laughs> so to... skip
2: bail... skip... Yeah, skip Bales said so that my. Oh
5: no. oh,
2: no. There you go. Yeah. My Cowboys will beat my. Oh, no.
3: said my. Bears giants. My.
2: Oh, no. Build dump the Eagles. My. <laughs> Boy. Washington Redskins to become the 2015 NFC East Divisional Champions and having a home playoff game against the Seattle Seahawks. Josh, oh what God. the hell have he been drinking?
3: I think we need a repairman. We need to get a repairman for the meter 3000 now.
9: Repairman here. What can I do you for?
3: We need the meter 3000 fixed. Can you fix it, Sir Brian?
9: Yes, uh, Indiana. So be fixed. Let's up. No, let's upgrade that some bitch. It's the shocker meter Four Thousand. Here's a Sears Die Hard battery to accompany it.
3: Okay, fine. Say <laughs> mine. Listen to what it'll sound like. <laughs>
9: <Yeah.
3: sighs> Y'all want to <laughs> go first? I hate that division.
2: Uh, I want,
9: yeah, I want Josh long, to go see
3: first.
2: No team in that division deserves to be in the playoffs. And the fact that Roger Goodell considers a a division winner a home playoff team pisses me off. It should be the best seeded in that conference or just the NFL in general. There's no reason why a 6-10 or a 7-8-1 team continues to have home playoff games because their division absolutely sucks.
3: I will root for anybody that wins that division that they lose their playoff game, literally. (laughs)
5: <laughs> I like it
2: pointed out. This is a division I really don't care about because it's such a fluke.
3: I do. I care that they lose, that they get blown out, embarrassed.
9: I want to make a rule that the winner of that division not only does not get a home playoff game, but they go to the highest seed that doesn't have a bye without pads and helmets, and they get their ass kicked. They don't even allow themselves to see the 40-yard line. Drop the mic. Drop the, he the
5: mic. He might, have broken,
3: he might have broken the mic. Uh, he might have broken the entire
2: uh, mic. I, I got a couple more quotes
3: <laughs> for you guys. Um,
2: okay, cool. Jimmy that, that Kobe Bryant will not be a first ballot Hall of Famer because he's not
9: a true Oh, leader. this one's mine. This This one's mine.
2: Go ahead, Brian Snow.
9: God, bless America. Kobe Bryant, not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Skip Billis, what the hell have you been drinking, smoking, or both? All right. Maybe. Kobe Bryant has more integrity than you do through through your entire journalistic career. He is definitely a first-ballot Hall of Famer. He stayed with the same team for 20 years, not uh, a lot more than we can say for your journalistic career. And Kobe Bryant has revolutionized the game the same way Stephen Curry has revolutionized it now. In fact, if you remember Skip Bayless, if you decide to watch and look around, Kobe Bryant came in at the tail end of another Hall of Famer's career. Who is that Hall of Famer? Michael Jeffrey Jordan.
2: Now I dropped the mic. I, and, and Michael no, Jordan I want, actually I want, on the uh, Go ahead. I, I want to bring back an old classic so It's around Kobe topic. Ooh, people said that 10 people is more box office than Kobe Bryant. That is a retro quote from one of the early first take shows. He said that. I um, didn't. He said yeah. 10 people um, is more yeah. box Sean, than Sean than Kobe Bryant. cover me. Cover
9: you? Yes. Yeah. You need. You know why I said cover me.
3: So you know, so you don't okay. go on a tantrum here.
9: As bad as I want to, we don't have enough time.
2: <laughs> uh,
5: I got two more quotes for you guys.
2: Two more quotes here. Two All more right, quotes uh, and never gets old. Be better, son. Uh, "Here we go." Man uh he said he says that Johnny Manziel will be picked up by the Dallas Cowboys and that R G three should be the back of quarterback for Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Uh,
5: oh, at least RG3, oh,
2: a, my
5: goodness
9: What
2: about Jimmy At least
9: R G three at least R G three will be in somewhat of a
2: winning slash learning situation. You can't learn. The guy is just a baby. He only takes advice from his dad. I mean, not that it's a bad thing, but of course, <laughs> you have to learn from your coaches. Uh, ha, ha. <laughs> I cannot believe that. Wow. <laughs> All right, one more. One more. Here we go. Buckle your seatbelts, here. Jimmy Bale said that LeBron James would score 100 points too if he was playing in Walt Chamberlain's era.
3: Never mind. Yeah. 100 <laughs> points for the Will
4: Chamberlain. Oh, my. You know what? That would not even happen. Will Chamberlain. You know what? If Will Chamberlain went up against LeBron James, Will Chamberlain would smash LeBron there, Skip. He doesn't even. You know what? LeBron knows that even. You know what? Actually, I'm going to say if he played back in those eras. LeBron well, James would get smoked back in those eras because it was physical and it was tough back in those days. He couldn't beat, beat the, uh, let's see, the Celtic teams of Russell or the 76er teams of Will or Phoenix or the Knicks with Bill Bradley, Dave DeBusschere, Willis Reed. The list goes on. I tell you, Skip Bayless, you are one pathetic, overrated journalist that I've ever heard of in my life. And I just. I have to mute myself because all the quotes that Josh has to read every day is so pathetic. Yeah, It's just miserable. You're, you don't know anything.
3: Isn't it great we have a heel? Listen, as far as pro wrestling goes, we have faces and we have heels. Skip Bayless is truly the heel of sports journalism. He's a nimrod. He's a heel.
2: He's yeah, a nimrod.
3: He,
9: okay. As long as we have these quotes, we'll have the Skippy Bayless bash hour. Thank God for that. But Skip Bayless, LeBron scoring 100 before Wilt. Okay. Let me just – I know this list can change. Okay. But I'll give you five players with Wilt included. I'll give you four players around Wilt that'll score 100 points apiece. Okay. And those four players are Bill Russell, Willis Reed, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird. They'll all score 100 before James scores 20.
1: I don't think anybody will ever uh, score
3: 100 points again.
11: I know that's
3: the yeah, but it's, it's fun, Bales fun Bales to Bales think Bales. about it.
2: True. <laughs> I know that's the reference to Skippy Bales Bashar. We hope you guys enjoyed the close today. We'll have some more for you on Thursday. A thanks to Stillman for hopping on as always. I'm here in the Sports Drive, and buddy, uh, thanks for
3: coming on today.
9: I appreciate y'all having me. Thank you much.
3: Hey, we thank you. Absolutely. It's blessed to have you. Talk to you later, buddy. Talk to you later. Man. Thank you.
2: All right. That is the snowman here on the Sports Drive. We're going to head to a commercial break here when we come back. Uh, Frank came up with an interesting topic before we came on air, uh, before the That's show started, about Kobe Bryant. Being equated with a, a, a basketball team from Italy. We'll talk about that more coming next year on the Sports Strap on Shot Journal Radio.
7: 1877 cars for kids kaRS cars for kids one 1877 cars for kids donate your car today also on the web at carsforkids.com that's cars with a K we're a recognized 501 C3 charity organization so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction what's more you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights one cars for kids K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today.
1: Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit JockJournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At JockJournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's JockJournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com
6: support for this show comes from material material is a simple and intuitive e-commerce platform that lets you get your online store started without paying a dime that's right no ads no setup costs no transaction fees experience a fresh and easy new way to sell online by signing up at material.com today
11: Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow.
8: So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! Some people dream of success while you're going to wake up and work hard at it. Nothing is impossible! You should get to the point where anyone else would quit, and you're not going to stop there! No, what are you waiting for? Do it! Just
5: do it! Yes, you can! Just do it!
8: If you're trying to start a stop giving up.
0: Journal Radio, news, opinion, and discussion for all you stars. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, 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 I think that I've become a little bit uh, obsessed. obsessed with sports. Welcome
2: back here to the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio and JockJournal.com. Josh Wilma here with Sean Man and Gutterball Man and Frank Springle, the Gale Force win from Blue Bumblebee, Indiana. Uh, you guys can follow us on Twitter at Drive If you like to join in the conversation, hit up our text line at 77948 or give us a call at 602 753 1743. If you ever this, this an episode of the Sports Drive, you always go to jockjournal.com. Go to the Jock Journal Radio section. And you'll find our on-demand the episodes there. With that said, uh, we're going to let Sean and Frank try to direct the show here. Um, I'm trying to save my voice because I do have to do a three-hour radio show tomorrow morning. I don't want to burn myself out. But I will be here in in uh, just being here to the producer role here. So um, we've got a lot of topics as you guys see a full rundown as you're into to the show live. i have got a lot of interesting topics for you guys. So uh, by all means, go ahead, guys. All right,
4: Josh, uh, here we are on the 8th of December, 2015, Tuesday. The next story we're going to talk about, and one of the big topics, the national Italian team is interested in the (laughs) services of Kobe Bryant. What a joke.
3: What an utter joke.
4: My opinion of it is this. I... My belief is is that Kobe Bryant will not accept this. Uh, I do know that I think I heard something that Kobe Bryant is still very, very much interested in playing in the 2016 Summer Olympic Games, which I think would be pretty cool. But I just don't see, Frank, how he would go to a national Italian team. I just don't see it happening. Kobe wants to retire on a good note. Uh, the Lakers know they're not going to make the uh, playoffs. They're a disastrous 3-18 and right now. Uh, so I just have to say, I just don't see that happening. Uh, where he would go to an Italian
9: team?
3: This is much to do about nothing, absolutely nothing. He is not going to in, to this Italian team. Granted, his dad—I I had no idea his dad, who was nicknamed what Jelly Bean, I believe he was. Yeah, Jelly Bean. That's what I'm looking up right now. He actually played for this Italian team. He actually had 69 points in a game. It ain't gonna happen, people. This is this is complete nonsense. Kobe Bryant is going to retire as a member of the Los Angeles Lakers, and he should. Kobe can't play even on a a lower level anymore in terms of competition. He's beat up. He's battered. 20 years in the NBA will do that. It's been a great career, but you know what? Kobe Bryant is never going to play basketball ever again. And, Sean, I want to elaborate to what you're saying about him going to the U.S. Olympic team. I don't think he should go to the U.S. Olympic team. I don't because Kobe Bryant has had his time let's let this era of great talent have this time let's let it be steph curry let's let it be about kevin durant let's let it be about chris paul let it be even about lebron james let those guys have their era this is not kobe bryant's era he should just finish up his career with the los angeles lakers and then walk away into the sunset this isn't his time go away from basketball you were great you're not great anymore you are a first ballot Hall of Famer. But you know what? Don't even go – I wouldn't even be thinking about the Olympics. I know it's the it's great representing your country, red, white, and blue, American pride and all of that, but this is not your time. Let the let the superstars of today's era handle it.
4: I agree with that. I, I think that, you know, with what we've seen from Kobe Bryant is that, you know, you're talking legend. You're talking about yeah. the fact that guy, the guys won five NBA championships. Great. Uh, he, it was a sensational career. Uh, Kobe Bryant knows that after he leaves next year, he's probably got all of his plans made for life after the NBA. Um, I don't know what his plans are. I'd have to do the research. Like, what is he going to do now since he's going to quit? Is he going mm-hmm. to be an NBA? Is he going to be an NBA television analyst uh, for ESPN? ESPN? Or is he going to go to maybe working on Turner Sports with TNT or work with NBA TV?
3: That is still a huge debate i don't know if i see him working in television i don't maybe as a fill-in analyst occasionally maybe if it's like an nba finals but permanently Uh, sean i just don't see him having that type of personality and kobe bryant uh listen not to mock his personality he's got fine character in terms of him being a gentleman but i just can't see him being a television analyst i just don't how about this the los angeles lakers I mean, they would be stupid enough not to offer him a position in the front office. This guy has meant everything for this generation of Laker fans. Kobe Bryant. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying, yeah, uh,
4: he's been the heart and soul of the L.A. Lakers, and he wouldn't rule rule out the fact. Keep him in. Yeah. Give him a front office job you wouldn't rule out the fact that the bus family that the, that Jerry bus family would maybe just say, Hey, Kobe, you know, maybe we'll have a front office position where maybe you could be general manager or maybe you could,
5: uh, or
4: maybe be a, maybe be a a consultant for the LA Lakers, some kind of position. Uh, Of course, you know, this is a Laker team that we've talked about Frank that is going through major transition right now. It's a transitional period. This has probably been the worst in a long time that the LA Lakers have been, you know, and Kobe Bryant has been a player that has been affected by major injuries. He has just been injured, uh, and it's been disastrous and with him being injured, I think he's just felt like he's past his prime and that he feels like uh the days are completely done and that he just doesn't want to deal with any part of the situation. But I, I think with Kobe, I think it's like he what you know, if Kobe if this Italian team is interesting, in Kobe Bryant, then Kobe Bryant needs to do one thing. He needs to sit down, reevaluate it, think it over by himself, then yes, visit with his family and say, do I really want to do this and be on an Italian team, and do I want to do it with the Summer Olympic team for next year in 2016? A lot of questions heading into Kobe Bryant as he ends his final year in the NBA, uh, but I think everybody knew it was coming that Kobe was going to be done next year, and I and I think that he's just glad to be done. And, you know, L.A. Realized, realizes this, too. The Lakers have to prepare for life without Kobe Bryant. They're going to have to figure out who will be the main leader of the team, who will be the scorer of the team. That's going to be a very it, big perspective in um, when this. the season ends in April for them. Let
3: me ask you this. Can you name anybody on the Lakers? I mean, can you name at least two other players on the Lakers outside of Kobe Bryant? I can't think of any two, Frank. Bingo, that's it. That's the point exactly. They don't have the recognizable playmakers like you would see with the Golden State Warriors. Even the San Antonio Spurs, as older as they are, and I'll be honest, San Antonio Spurs, they're an old team. I Forget older, I'm going to use the word old here. But they have playmakers. You know about Manu Ginobi. You know about Tim Duncan. You know about those guys, the Clippers, you obviously know Blake Griffin. I mean, you know about c p three chris Paul that's the thing about the Lakers. You got guys that aren't recognizable anymore. They used to be very recognizable fifteen years ago when they were winning n b a championships. you knew that you knew Kobe, you knew Shaq, you knew the supporting cast. Kobe Bryant is not the star attraction anymore because he physically can't produce. And on top of that, you don't know pretty much anybody on this team. The Lakers, they're they're in a – Sean, this rebuilding mode has just started. It started a year ago, two years ago, because the Los Angeles Lakers just can't win anymore. Will they win? I have a feeling they will. They will win again.
4: But who knows when that'll be. Uh, the last time the L.A. Lakers even made it to the playoffs was, I believe it was 2013. Kobe Bryant sat out that quarterfinals against the San Antonio Spurs when they ended up getting swept by the San Antonio Spurs. So we have a to a know very, very well. The first
3: round. well, well a way, lot of teams make it to the first round.
4: Yeah, but, they, but the Lakers were banged up, and they had Mike D'Antoni as coach. I've always... Wondered about that time back in uh, I think it was 2011 2012 or something like that back in November there, when the Lakers were one and four. Mike Brown had been fired as head coach. They had all the work taken care of to get Phil Jackson back to LA. Had Phil Jackson been back in LA, LA possibly could have been a big threat in the Western Conference again. I don't uh, think uh, so. Well,
5: hey, uh, you got to remember when. The the bodies, phrase...
4: can... Go ahead. When the breakup of the Lakers happened in June of 2004, there was a lot of transit. Yeah, that was the transition period. They had just come off losing in five right. games to the Detroit Pistons in the 2004 NBA Finals. There was a major negativity going with the L.A. Lakers because, remember, in 2003, the summer of '03, L.A. had picked up Gary Payton and Carl Malone there was a lot of expectation that they were going to easily get it done and rack up another championship. It did not happen. The Pistons were ready for the L.A. Lakers. I'll never forget Larry Brown saying, he goes, we're not even supposed to be here, but let's show the Lakers that we can be the team to beat. We can show them that we're, and Detroit really did outplay them uh, in their potential in that NBA finals. Outplayed them, outshot them, outcoached them, outran them, and were more physical than the Lakers. Then, like what I'm trying to say, is after that ended up happening, the transitioning began. Shaquille O'Neal couldn't hack it anymore. We already knew that Shaq and Kobe had had not a very good friendship. Their friendship was disastrous. So Shaq decided that probably he felt like enough was enough, and then he went to South Beach and he went to Miami. And, of course, we already know that he had won an NBA championship in 2006 with the Miami Heat, and that was against the Dallas Mavericks in six games. Gary Payton had decided that enough was enough, and the uh, Lakers traded him to Boston. He went to he was a Celtic. Carl Malone had decided to retire. Phil Jackson stepped down. I'll never forget Phil Jackson saying that it's going to be an interesting couple weeks for the history of the LA Lakers and what they're going to be like. So, what I'm saying, Frank, is that you know Kobe dealt with that. Then Kobe decided to sign, and I think Kobe, you know, when Kobe Bryant signed with the Lakers and he signed this new contract. I think it was the summer of 04. I think there was, like, he, he was all happy about it because he felt like it was, Kobe, he, it was like Kobe's Tom
3: team. Rudy Tomjanovich was the head coach. Rudy Tomjanovich was the head coach at the time. Rudy, yeah, you know,
4: Rudy T. had come in there, but then he battled with the cancer, and then he stepped down as head coach, and then Frank right. Hamlin came in and took over for a while as interim head coach, and uh, that was for a very short time. That was for 04, 05. Uh, L.A. did not make the playoffs that year.
5: Uh-huh.
3: Phil, they meant Phil Jackson,
4: Jackson came back. Okay.
3: Clearly, yeah, Phil clearly. Ja-
4: yeah, Phil Jackson came back. L.A. was then dominant, made the playoffs. Uh, in '06. they blew a three games to one lead. '07 they lost. And then '08 they lost the NBA Finals, which was great because you had Celtic Laker rivalry going back to the decade of the 60s. '09 they won the finals. and 2010, they won the finals. But if you look at the way this L.A. Laker team has been, they have had a, they have been a team that's gone downhill. Phil Jackson retired. He he said he couldn't do it anymore. He was done with it after they got swept by the I Dallas blame Mavericks. Four I don't games blame
3: him to him none. And, huh? I don't blame the guy for leaving. Sean, look at what he's accomplished, what he accomplished in professional basketball, the NBA. Well, yeah, the guy won two, two, two championships as a player and 11 as a head coach. The guy has 13 NBA championship rings. So you know what, the fact that maybe he got a little tired of this, and he wants to step aside and at the time go to Montana, um, obviously you know that area very well, I don't blame him. I don't blame Phil Jackson, because you know what, it's time maybe to realize you've accomplished so much, the game is affecting you from the standpoint that you're starting to suffer from fatigue. I think that was also the problem in Chicago with the Bulls, he was tired of... Um, the ninth seasons. Tired, I mean, not not tired, he enjoyed it too, but also there were problems within the front office between him and Jerry. Well, I remember, Trump. if you look at the
4: Bulls, you have to look at the factor. There was a big factor that came into play. You know, after they won it in 96, there was debate, you know, does Phil, did Phil Jackson and Jordan and Scotty want to come back? They did. So they they decided to come they, back for another year, and they did in 96-97. That was they all because of beating, Jackson. Yeah, the and then 96.
3: Phil Jackson Not was the nine. gatekeeper of the Chicago Bulls. I know. I lived it. Ninety-seven, ninety-eight, they defeated the Utah Jazz, Michael Jordan, in the last go round Sean, I lived it. But the fact is, Phil Jackson was the gatekeeper of the Chicago Bulls dynasty. It was really turmoil from the start with him and Jerry Krause as general manager. But as the years went on, especially toward the end of the run, the relationship between Krause and Jackson was enough for Phil Jackson to handle, and he had to get out of there. He had to get out of there.
4: Yeah, and I and I think with the LA Lakers, I think it was just the fact that, you know, then he went to LA, he won uh you know, Shaquille O'Neal had gone up to Jerry Buss and said, Hey, I want Phil Jackson as coach of the uh, the LA Lakers and then when Phil Jackson came he brought his entire coaching staff over to Los Angeles and then they turned that team around and they won three straight titles from ninety nine all the way to oh two, you know, from the ninety nine season to all the way Uh, 2002 then when you look at the the factor yeah the breakup of the lakers and you know now you look at it for the second go around with phil jackson okay he added two championships in 09 and 2010 then he ended up uh, retiring he stepped down as lakers coach after they got swept by the dallas mavericks and dallas was the better team against him that year but look at the coaches after phil jackson mike brown he got L.A. there, a couple playoff appearances. They, of course, knocked out Denver. I believe it was, yeah, Denver in seven games. And then, of course, then they ended up uh, getting swept, actually losing in five games to the Oklahoma City Thunder in 2012. 2013, they ended up getting swept by the, um, uh, the Lakers got swept by San Antonio. And, then, of course, then Mike Brown got fired after the first five games, and I believe that was 2011, uh, actually uh, the 2012-2013 season, Mike D'Antoni came in there, and Mike D'Antoni thought he could do a good job. He didn't, you know. And now they got Byron Scott. The Lakers just have a bad future ahead of them. I don't know when they're going to get back to the winning because ways again. They don't like have they the
3: bodies to do it. They yes, don't right. anymore. They're fatigued. They, I mean, they're an older team. You've got Ron Artest. I know I'm not going to call him by his ridiculous name. He's Ron Artest to me, but he's even old. This team needs a fresh start. And if you're going to go by the history of the Lakers, they're going to be back eventually. They always find ways to regroup. But right now, this is a depressive period for the Los Angeles Lakers because they are in the process of rebuilding. They're probably going to need a new head coach because I can't see Byron Scott really being the long-term solution as far as a head coach. I think this Laker team wants to start completely from scratch with a new head coach a new core, and that's what you're going to see in the years to come.
4: Yes, that's right. We will definitely see that in the years to come. And we need to run to a commercial break. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to talk about more about Zach Granke going to the Arizona Diamondbacks and then Chris Bryant files grievance. Time
0: for commercials if you listen hard enough, you might hear the subliminal messages telling you to buy whatever we are selling One eight seven seven
5: cards for kids k a r s cards for kids one eight seven seven cards for kids donate your car today.
7: 1877 cars for kids kaRS cars for kids one 1877 cars for kids donate your car today also on the web at carsforkids.com that's cars with a K we're a recognized 501 C3 charity organization so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction what's more you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights one cars for kids K-A-R-S, cars for kids, One eight seven seven cars for kids
3: donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune.
6: Oh, yeah. So, to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh,
3: step right up, step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky waterfall?
8: That's just the bathtub with the shower head running.
7: Nope, it's the wacky waterfall.
8: It's the shower, Dad.
7: Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office.
10: Last time I asked you, what is something Drake would say while dancing like this? So let's take what you said and make a crap, comment, raps, and parodies. You used to bring me some tacos, now you always forget to put salsa. Tacos only mean one thing, ooh there's a spider, kill it please. Eek, there's a spider on me, help, 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 I should really shoot off me. I just noticed this fire in my shoe. And I will slowly try to extinguish it Oh, I just saw some pizza I'm gonna go eat it Hold that thought whilst I deal out These poker cards Now watch me sweep Now watch me clean clean Now watch me sweep, sweep I should've bought the real Windex This off-brand is a joke I could be a maid and Dust with this Dance move. It is fall in Canada. Time to get out the rake. Whoop! I farted. Whoop whoop! I farted. Whoop! It stinky. Whoop! It stank. I look stupid sweeping this floor. There's too much dust. Rough game, but I'll brush it off. And this is how I play tennis. There are bugs on my legs. Someone is passing gas in here Let me wave the air in style Is it because I haven't taken a shower And it's the smell of my thighs I choose you, Pikachu Sub for sub, rub for rub This is how you wipe a baby's butt
0: Talk Journal Radio: News, opinion, and discussion for all you jock stars. Welcome
2: back, back, ladies and gentlemen. J- Welcome back, everybody. Oh, I thought Sports it was you. Here is right me, <laughs> uh, Josh Lewis. <laughs> here, uh, Sports Strike. Right here, final hour of the show. Still up before after you guys six zero two seven five three one seven four three. Hope you guys joined the show. We got Shawman and Story Man, we got Frank Sprinkle. If you have any questions, hit up our text line at seven seven nine eight down seven seven nine four eight. Type in the word text, submit your message. All right boys, go ahead. Yes, welcome
4: back everybody. Like Josh said, third hour of the sports drive. Let's kick it off right now with what we got for major league baseball. Zach Granke going to the Diamondbacks, and Frank, I believe he got some stats about Zach Granke and especially the fact that he is now going to a Diamondbacks team that is trying to get back into the postseason. I think the last time was 2008, trying to win their second World Series championship. Remember, the first one, of course, was in 2001 against the New York Yankees, which they beat them in seven games.
3: Of course, I have stats on Zach Greinke. It's called six years, <laughs> 206 million Dollars. That's the staff. That's the stats. Listen. That's all you need to know about Zach Greinke. Get this. He's going to make a little more than thirty-four million per season. Now, the Arizona Diamondbacks—they're forking over a lot of money, and they're doing so because they need a big boost in their pitching staff, guys. I mean, this pitching staff—this was like Zach Greinke in his early years. I mean, you go back to Zach Greinke when he was coming up, two thousand and four, two thousand and five. This guy was Zach. Who? I mean, this guy was nowhere close to it—two hundred six million dollars over six years. Because let's look at let's look back at Zach Ranky and how far he has come. This is a guy that went eight and eleven in his rookie year of two thousand four with Kansas City and five and seventeen. Seven. This guy lost seventeen games. Zach Ranky losing seventeen games. Go back to two years ago. Well, the season before last, twenty fourteen. Here's a guy that won seventeen games. Zach Greinke started to turn a corner around 2008 when he won 13 games. And if you look at Zach Greinke, he has pretty much been a double-digit win guy ever since 2008. And is he worth the money? Yes, he's worth it. The Diamondbacks have done a fine job uh, forking over all pretty much a good deal of their income to get Zach Greinke. Now, it couldn't come at a better time here because the Diamondbacks, they need help. In their pitching depth. They really do. Because they don't have that dominant starter. As a matter of fact, you take a look at the one guy that uh, actually was pretty good, I guess you could say, for them. Let me pop that up here. But I'm going to tell you this. Zach Greinke. You know, it's interesting. Johnny Cueto, this guy was offered almost Zach Greinke money, and he turned it down. I mean... You can tell that this is a team that's desperate for pitching. No question about it. But you look at the Diamondbacks staff, they didn't have guys, Sean. Sean, they didn't have guys that had the numbers of Zach Ranke. As a matter of fact, they were a pretty god-awful pitching staff.
4: Uh, uh, yes, the Diamondbacks were really, really do need the pitching. Uh, and you talked a lot about that, that that's one of the weaknesses and that they need to really improve on that for next year. Now, Frank, my other quick question is, what about big bats? Do the Diamondbacks need another big bat in their lineup for their offense? I mean, what do you expect out of their offense next year?
3: I think as far as a big bat goes, it wouldn't hurt because you obviously have Paul Goldschmidt, he's a catalyst. But that's all you're hearing about, too much Paul Goldschmidt. This is a team that can use more consistency at the plate. And, yes, they definitely need some more big bats, I think, what they do. It's going to be interesting to see as far as the free agency is concerned. Um, Paul Goldschmidt, obviously a 33-home run hitter. But you take a look at Goldschmidt here, okay? Here's a guy that had 110 RBIs. I mean, the one guy that comes closest was David Peralta, and he had 78 RBIs. I mean, he had 17 homers. Um, Willington Castillo had 17 homers A.J. Pollock had 20 homers So this is a team that really doesn't Have a lot of production At the plate They certainly can use it Goldschmidt was there; was obviously a 300 hitter I mean you had Peralta that did hit 312 And Pollock that hit 315 But they need a little more They need to get guys on base They need guys to bring in the runners And maybe hit a few more homers But as far as the pitching yeah. goes I, I, I Kudos because you know what this was a deal that they had that they clearly need to make because they only had one guy that won double digits, and that was Robbie De La Rosa, who went 14-9 and last year. I mean, you take a look at the other starters. They had either a sub-500 record or were 500. They had guys that were just pathetic. Yeah, this is a
4: Diamondbacks team that last year finished third place in the National League West. They went 79-83. and So it's a big question on what. Arizona can do to improve their team, but I still have to say, like I told you yesterday, Frank, if I have to look at the National League West, I still say I'm going to give the edge to the L.A. Dodgers right now at the moment, or the Giants. It just seems like they're a lot better. San Diego, of course, we know. uh, It'll be interesting to see how their team looks, of course. And then, of course, Colorado are the Rockies. Rockies haven't been really a dominant team in such a very long time, and who knows how much time Todd Helton has left but you know Arizona is saying you know that they want to be poised to be the big threat next year in the National League West. They want to be a tough team. They want to be better. They want to have better pitching. But I think with the Diamondbacks, yeah, I think a, a big bat is exactly what Arizona means if they want to be very competitive in that National League West. It's very very debatable. Too much, Paul Goldschmidt. Comes- too,
3: much. too much Paul Goldschmidt
4: yeah, too much Paul uh, Goldschmidt is correct. Now, the Diamondbacks are not done. Apparently, they're still looking at another big pitcher, but we're going to save that when we get to the winter meetings. But with Granke, though, uh, Frank, how many games do you think he can win? Can he win 15 or maybe 20 games? Can he, can he really be that number one that the Diamondbacks are looking for? Because because everybody's talking about how Arizona is expected to be maybe the threat because they got Zach Granke.
3: Whoa, 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 whoa. Zach Rank, he only pitches one in every five games. Like I said, just add another starter, get some more bats, and maybe we'll talk about you being the Fred in the AL West. Right. I mean, the NL West, I should say. NL West. Pardon me, wrong yeah. league. My bad. Uh, no, no, no. That's all right. Listen, listen. I think this guy can be at least a 15-game winner. And here's why. He's not really changing much of any scenery. He's still staying within the NOS, the division he was with the the Los Angeles Dodgers. He won 19 games last year. He's showing definitely no signs of slowing down. As a matter of fact, his production has just picked up. I mean, look at this. He won 15 games two years ago at the Dodgers, 2013. Last year, 2017. This year, he won 19 games. He has lost under 10 games. He has pitched very well hey, you know what, at this pace, he can go 21 games, although that's, like I said, it comes back to the Diamondbacks lineup. They need more support. They need guys to drive in runs if their pitchers are going to win a ton of games. And as far as the uh, NLS is concerned, I do agree with you about the Dodgers and even the Giants here. The Giants, although they didn't make the playoffs last season, they have won a world series title in every even year 2010 2012 2014 2016 who knows but this team is pretty much the same talented core so you got to be careful in that nl west the dodgers and even the giants are going to be the two teams to contend with
4: I think so, and uh, actually, a correction, I was wrong too, Frank. The last time the Arizona Diamondbacks made it to the playoffs was 2011. They ended up losing to the Milwaukee Brewers in five games in a really good National League Divisional Series when Milwaukee beat them at their home park in Miller Park down in Milwaukee. But, yeah, yeah, if, if you look at the way that team is going to be, you're going to be looking at a at a diamondbacks team that wants to try to overtake the Dodgers and Giants I don't think so i you know what i The more I think about it, I'm beginning to realize that the Giants and the Dodgers rivalry is kind of back because it seems like to to have been missing last year. i'll never forget how I wanted it so bad to maybe be an n l c s between the D- Giants and the Dodgers because that's the second best rivalry in baseball. Everybody everybody, all knows about the Red Sox-Yankee rivalry, but when the Dodgers and Giants have played, they've had some great matchups over the years. For Arizona to be a competitive team, though, yeah, they need pitching, pitching help, uh, and they also need another big bat. It just depends on what uh, we find out more with the Diamondbacks for the winter meetings, but I just – yeah, hard to tell, Frank, what where the Diamondbacks will be next year. It's uh, debatable. It just depends because this is a team that wants to get back to the postseason and be the threat in the National League West. But like you said, Frank, come talk to me when we start seeing a lot of progress and some excelling by the Arizona Diamondbacks.
5: Oh, of course. The next
4: story, the next story that we get to in Major League Baseball that we're talking about is Chris Bryant files grievance over service time.
5: Chicago, uh, Chicago,
4: Chicago Cubs third baseman Chris Bryant, the NL Rookie of the Year in 2015, has filed a grievance against his team for alleged manipulation of service time, according to a report from Jeff Pass-Pason of Yahoo Sports. Bryant has yet to meet with Arbitration panel to discuss his panel to discuss the situation, according to Passon. The grievance claims that the Cubs didn't act in good faith in bringing Bryant to the majors. What do you think, Frank?
3: Uh, Well, of course, there was some issue about them wanting to bring him up to prevent him in terms of contract issues. But, Chris, you were up. You won rookie of the year. Grievance? I don't have any grievance for you. You won rookie of the year. You had a pretty darn good season. Oh, yeah, your NLCS performance kind of sucked. Well, actually, it did suck at the plate. But a grievance issues? Come on, Chris. Move, move beyond that. Get ready for 2016. You're in a great situation with the Chicago Cubs. Don't know why you're following a grievance claim here.
4: Bryant led all spring training with nine home runs, but the Cubs opted, opted to send him to A Iowa, citing his need for development as a fielder. When Mike Olt Suffered a wrist injury and was placed on the disabled list. Brian came to the Cubs and hit 275 with 26 home runs, a rookie record for the franchise. You're right, and I agree with you, Frank. It's kind of like, you know, yesterday we talked about Jonathan Papelman. He filed a grievance with the Washington Nationals, and I think the yeah,
5: Nationals.
4: I think it's better, you know, players need to stop filing their grievance and stop complaining like babies yeah. realize you're. You know, you're, yeah. if you're a, you're a professional ball player for crying out loud! You're making millions of dollars. You're realizing you're doing something you've been doing since you were a kid, or since you've been, you know, when you played baseball with friends and and done something you wanted to really, really, really do. So he needs to realize to do this. I'd say for Chris Bryant and Jonathan Papelbon
2: both build oh, a bridge and grow. Both that's what build, I build a bridge.
4: Yeah, grow up and build a bridge and get over it. A full year of service time is 172 days, meaning the Cubs will control Bryant through the 2021 season rather than the 2020 season. So there's a major decision that the Cubs have to make and how they handle this. And I think and Theo Epstein knows that he's got a uh, a big responsibility about what he can do. To handle this I'd just say sit down, talk with them, work out the issues And yeah, get prepared for 2016 You have to remember, Frank, we are not that far away We are just two months away from pitchers and catchers Reporting for spring training
3: Woohoo! I'll tell you what That's the one thing I look forward to toward, the, toward when we get to the Super Bowl Think about pitchers and catchers for spring training But as far as Chris Bryant Listen, 2021 to 2020 we can file for free agency Chris, you are part of something special here you are part of a special young core that has potential of doing something that the Cubs haven't done since uh, 19- since 1908 here, and that's one a World Series. The fans love you; they appreciate you. I don't know why you're filing a grievance claim here. Give me a break.
4: Yeah, and of course, Frank, you are the big Chicago Cubs fan, and you realize that you can't let this too. become. Distraction because the Cubs know that they want to win the World Series. This is a team that has not won the World Series going into next year, 108 years. So you realize, forget about it and just focus on the game because you know Joe Madden wants to have a good ball club on the field uh, next year that hopefully can win a lot of games and gain ground in the National League Central uh, for a Cubs team that really wants to do it. So they got to let this distraction pass. They got to let this whole thing right. end and be finished with and not deal with it anymore. I think that's what is really the important thing with Chris Bryant, you know. And Chris Bryant needs to settle his own issues. The same with uh yeah, I I I know um it's about Jonathan Papelbon. Players that have to file for grievances, wham, 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 you know, just forget about it. Don't make an
8: issue out of it.
4: Bryant, yeah, let's see. He led all, yeah, in uh, spring training, as we pointed out. Uh, it's possible, though, perhaps not likely, that the grievances reached an arbitrational panel. The Cubs made their first playoff appearance since 2008, in part because of Bryant's strong rookie season. And I'm sure you remembered Chris Bryant very well when they made that run in 08, when they, of course, played the L.A. Dodgers, Frank, and we all, you would know that very well, how that season ended. <laughs>
3: Yeah, who can forget?
10: Yes,
4: and the Cubs ended up getting swept by the L.A. Dodgers three games to none. But it's, again, it's a debate. It's something that the Cubs and Chris Bryant, especially Chris Bryant, needs to get worked out and get resolved right. before the season begins. And I'm sure Theo Epstein and Cubs ownership are probably thinking, we don't have time for this. You know, it's okay.
3: like we want to get – so why, we we why don't we go to commercial and we talk about that when we come back?
0: Uh let's see, um, <laughs> Time for commercials. If you listen hard enough, you might hear the subliminal messages telling you to buy whatever we're selling.
3: Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune.
6: Oh yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yes. Go ahead.
3: All right. Uh step right up, step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the wacky
7: waterfall?
8: That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope, it's the wacky waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky.
7: There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office.
8: Josh, glad you
1: came over. Would you like a drink? What do you want, Sylvie? I really can't play. Josh, are great. It's time to play Jay. Stats are great. These five games have been, been they'd put
8: so great in. for me. Can I just hold you close to
1: me? You know that I'm just second string. Better than Peyton Manning. And Jay would be certainly but mad. But Josh, you are making me sad. I have to be at practice so early. Josh, you
8: are so handsome and burly. Which way is it to get to the door? Can't you say a little? You're really a drag. Baby, I
4: love you so. Dude, what is on
0: that rag? Just smell it. Now I'm never letting you go.
1: (laughs) Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow.
8: So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! Some people dream of success while you're gonna wake up and work hard at it. Nothing is impossible! You should get to the point where anyone else would quit, and you're not gonna stop there! No! What are you waiting for? Do it! Just
5: do it! Yes, you can! Just do it!
8: Stop giving up.
0: Do it! Just
5: do it!
12: Trophy gonna make them pay. Orton and Quinn went to the bench, covered in that loser stench. Might legend, be a legend. legend. The legend of Jim mm-hmm. Now he ain't like Rogers or even like Vake. When you beat your team, it'll leave you sick. Ain't got big numbers. In the second half, he'll kick your ass. Just do the math. He's a legend, legend alright. Legend, the legend of Gimsee He Ain't like Jordan or even A-Rod Some folks think he's the son of God Pure enough to bang your mama Pretty sure he killed Osama He's legend, a legend. legend Legend, the
5: legend of Tim Tego.
12: He's a guy that gives your team the fear Get your woman's knees up in her ears He'll start a comeback, won't even blink And you
0: just know his no don't think Cause he's a legend
5: For you don't
12: sing, no cue. Now, Elway don't want him, neither does Fox. I'll bet that guy's got a five-foot He'll could- beat your team, ruin your life. When he's in town, he can boy, my wife, that's boy, what boy. legends do. Ho, ho, screw, screw, no joke. Now, the Raiders, the Chiefs. It's all about the man with a swinging beat. Everyone loves him. He's the bomb. Hell, I'm pretty sure I'm getting turned on by the legend. You know he'll never give up the fight with the help of God, Jesus Christ. He's the cure for cancer. He'll save your soul all the way to the Super Bowl with legend, the legend. legend. Legend, the legend of Jim Tebow. legend.
5: The Legend of Integro mm-hmm.
0: to the Sports Drive where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, I I I think that I've become a little bit obsessed. Obsessed with sports.
4: Welcome back everybody to the Sports Drive as we were continuing to talk about uh, Chris Bryant of the Chicago Cubs and Frank, you had a little bit more to add about this?
3: Well, listen, this, Chris Bryant's got a golden opportunity here. I mean, listen, forget about the money or how much cash you make. What can be more valuable for Chris Bryant, for Anthony Rizzo, for Kyle Schwarber, for Javier Baez, Sterling Castro, you name it, uh, the list goes on and on and on. What can be more valuable than any money you will ever make in your career would be being part of a Chicago Cubs team that has not won a World Series since 1908. I mean, think about that. You're part of the most historic World Series team maybe to ever live. And they would certainly be the most historic team. Because listen, uh, Sean, we've had World Series teams come and go. And maybe you can relate to this going back to 2004 with the Boston Red Sox. But to be a part of a World Series team, of course it's special. But to be a part of a World Series team that ended a long drought, that did what many people thought could be, was the impossible, mm-hmm. my goodness, this would be something, this would be more valuable than money. And, look, I like Chris Bryant. He's one great ball player. That guy can hit. I got to tell you something. I saw the Cubs play the Miami Marlins on Labor, uh, no, no, no. Oh, goodness. I get my holidays mixed up. Tis the season. Independence Day night, Saturday night, July 4th, Wrigley Field, Cubs in the Marlins. Chris Bryant in his first 2 at bats, he has 6 RBIs, a 2-run homer and a grand slam. 2 2 plate appearances, 2 RBIs, 6 home runs. Now don't tell me there's nothing special about that young man because there certainly is. And the fact is they didn't bring him up because they needed to work on his fielding. I'll be honest, great hitter, terrific hitter, but his fielding needs some improvement and I think we've seen the improvement as the season gone on but when he came up he had trouble fielding the ball he really did and that's something that Chris Bryant definitely needs to focus on during the off season to become that fine tool ball player boy I'll tell you what a lot of optimism for the Chicago Cubs you talk about spring training heck I'm ready let's end the NFL season let's get the spring training oh wait we still have to have Christmas yet I forgot Yeah, ho, true, ho, true 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 uh, as we
4: continue As we continue right along, this is day number two of the winter meetings, and, of course, one of the big headlines-making stories right now, an unidentified fourth team enters trade talks for the Miami Marlins' Jose Fernandez, and that's why I wanted to save it for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Apparently the Diamondbacks have jumped into this. There are a couple teams.
11: The L.A. Dodgers, the
4: Diamondbacks, and the Yankees are all known to have spoken about Fernandez with the Marlins, who have said publicly that their ace is unavailable even while they continue to entertain trade talks about the 23- Year-old right-hander, and so Frank Jose Fernandez is a big piece. He's a great pitcher. He's did very well with the Miami Marlins. But who do you think honestly could get Jose Fernandez from the Miami Marlins?
3: Here's the thing about Jose Jose Fernandez: this guy won 12 games just two years ago, his rookie his his rookie of the year season. Uh, but he only won four games last year. He went four and two, and he won six and one. Um. This past season, the ERA is still low, but you're still taking a shot on Jose, on, on Jose Fernandez as well. Here, uh, he has been the ace. Oh my goodness! There's, listen, I gotta say this: if the Miami, if the if the Arizona Diamondbacks are a team that is ta- that is taking a shot on him, good for them. But understand this: he he had Tommy John surgery in the 2014 season, and that's why he went four and two, and then. He had problems in 2015. I mean, just this past season. He went on a 60-day disabled list recovering from Tommy John surgery. That's why his numbers are down. This guy has potential, but let me ask you this. If you're a general manager, based on the fact that he had a stellar rookie of the year season in 2013, and then he pitched very well in, when, in the games he did pitch, but he had Tommy John surgery, he had issues last year from Tommy John surgery, do you want him... I'm thinking here, Sean, that this is a big liability here because the last two seasons he just hasn't been himself.
4: He just hasn't been himself, and of course we'll see what ends up happening. Is the take, Yankees? I don't
3: know if I want to take a shot at him. I don't know. I might not Yank, want. Well,
4: the Yankees need to focus mainly on finding another bat. The uh, Diamondbacks, are, of course, are still looking at important marquee pitching, like we've talked about uh, for the third hour for the sports drive today. And, you know, you look at other, you know, and the Dodgers are still a possibility, but we'll see. Other news, the Boston Red Sox, they have bolstered a suddenly imposing bullpen, acquiring Carson Smith and lefty Rowanis Elias on Monday from the Seattle Mariners for left-hander Wade Miley. So Wade Miley signed that contract with the Red Sox. He is now going to the Pacific Northwest, where he will be with the Seattle Mariners as their starting pitcher. Uh, What do you think, Frank? Good move for both teams? Bad move? What do you think?
3: Well, as far as the Red Sox, I'm going to hear you, because you're the Red Sox Fiend. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll say what I me. do. Okay, i right. go, go, go ahead.
4: All right, I'll go first. The Red Sox had one of the worst bullpens in baseball last year. So they finished in the last for the American League East. But Dave Dombrowski in his first offseason running the Red Sox has moved swiftly to improve the relief course. As, Red Sox, as a Boston Red Sox fan, I am happy what Dave Dombrowski is doing. What Dombrowski's mindset is he wants – to go right to work on the pitching. He knows that the Red Sox have got hitting talent. They've got young players. And it's all about the farm system from yesteryear that has made the Red Sox such a tough team. Once they call a good young... Uh, players from the minors, from Potucket and from other uh, minor league camps, you know, for the farm system, that's a good thing and that's what you have to do is go young. You have to build players and work around it. Bullpen is great. For the Mariners, you know, they get Wade Miley. I, you know, they had something on MLB Network that I watched yesterday when this tr- trade went down in Nashville, Tennessee uh, thinking that, you know, the they were kind of thinking, the MLB network analysts were kind of saying that maybe the Mariners are kind of maybe a big threat in the American League West. You know, Frank, I don't know if they're there yet. I don't know uh, with the Mariners. They lost, uh, I think they lost Iwamura, who was with the uh, Mariners, I believe, and he went to the Dodgers. Yeah. I think that's where he was with uh, was Seattle. So I don't know if Seattle is all the way there yet. I mean, that AL West is still a division that is still up for grabs. I think, you know, Texas, of course, that was surprising that the Rangers were so good again. And the Angels are still a team that's always there, but they are bringing Mike Socia back, and who knows what's going to happen with them. But, you know, and Houston really shocked a lot of people this year by even getting to the playoffs. They're a team that had some really epic last-place finishes, which was uh, disastrous when they had a 51-111 and 111 season uh, one year or so. But with Seattle... They have been a team that's been trying, Frank. This is a Mariners team that wants to end their playoff drought because they have not been back to the playoffs since the 2001 American League Championship Series. Now to you, Frank.
3: Yeah, and clearly, for the Seattle Mariners go, there's always hope. Case in point, the Houston Astros. Nobody expected them to do anything. Nobody expects the Seattle Mariners to do anything. So clearly there is hope, and I think we, need, we learned that last year from the Houston Astros. Uh, let me ask you this. There is one guy, getting back to the Red Sox, there is a starting pitcher. and We're talking about Jose Fernandez here. Um, how about Shelby Miller? Shelby Miller has been involved with his people have been involved with talks with a number of teams, one of which is the Boston Red Sox. Now Shelby Miller, the former St. Louis Cardinal was with the Atlanta Braves last year. Um, this is a guy that may be on the move. And you look at Shelby Miller. I mean, this guy does have some pretty good control on his part, but how would you like to see another starter? We're talking about the bullpen here for the Red Sox and yes, they needed a better bullpen. The Red Sox need a lot of revamping especially in their bullpen. Go wrong with starting pitching. And the Red Sox, you know, they had John Lester until a season and a half ago. They lost him in being sellers here. I think the Red Sox Sean need a quality starting pitcher. And that's where Dave Dombrowski has got to look long and hard. I know they got David Price, but I would really like to see them go after a second quality starter. I really would.
4: We stay in the American League East as we go to another team that, of course, is the Red Sox rivals, uh, which is the Baltimore Orioles. There's been a yeah, question. Hey, hey, we
2: got a caller. Bill's from Long Island. He hasn't called in a while, but he uh, said he wants to, to rip you guys for some baseball talk. Bill,
11: what's
12: going on? All right, go ahead.
11: Sports side. Yo, what's going on? Well, first thing, why, just let me give you a backtrack. I was, I I saw the, I listened to the whole Skippy Bayless thing and whatnot. And how could you have a picture
3: of the uh, the Last Supper without Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at it?
5: Isn't
3: <laughs> <laughs> Magic Johnson? And, hey, there was somebody from the Showtime Lakers in there. there to be you more. Can't, you can't you compare. Jabbar
11: might be the best player ever, but that's I didn't really call about that. You know, your best... Skippy Bayless for 45 minutes, and yes, but do. he did get one thing right when he said Boston should stop spending money. They haven't spent money well in the last five years.
2: Oh, correct. Nice.
11: Correct. It's, I mean, go, go down the list. I mean, the only reason why they won in 2013, and they had little, the stars align a little bit, is because they had the Dodgers dumb enough to take $300 million of payroll off their hand and call Crawford... And Adrian Gonzalez, who wasn't quite the same in Boston, and Josh Beckett, who was washed up. I mean, Rick Porzello <laughs> was a joke. Rick Porcello, you gave him 21 million dollars a year. He's absolutely terrible. You brought a flyball pitcher, who gets bombed in Fenway Park. His ERA was five and a half last year. Now I'm a Yankee fan, so it's going to come off across as a bias. But now you give Price yeah. seven years and 217 million dollars. That's $31 million a year. That's basically a million dollars a start. And most Boston fans I know love to rub it in my face about payroll and whatnot, and everyone makes fun of me that, oh, we're getting killed with CeCe Sabathia on the last two years of uh, his contract. He's not quite as good. What do you think David Price is going to be, ages 35, 36, 37? I mean, you guys, it's nice that you spent money. It's, it's great. You know, you try to get back into it. Either you finish first or last the last couple of years, but you wasted money with Hanley Ramirez. He doesn't have a position. You wasted money with Pablo Sandoval. He's better someplace else. And then I hear you guys yep. talk about all these pitches with all this money. I, I can't believe how much money these pitchers are getting. I just can't believe it.
3: I can't either. It's ridiculous.
11: $206 million for Zach Greinke. He wasn't even the best pitcher on the it. staff. It's it's terrible. I It's, And I heard you guys making fun of Skippy when he said, like, the Yankees were smart. And Cashman's been kind of smart since 2011. He's been under the radar. He's been under so much pressure to try and win now, but yet build up the farm system. And he had the wherewithal to try and trade for these young pitches that that are under control for a little while. He went out and bought his ace from Japan, which, you know, at $19 million a year now, seems like a bargain. We traded a catcher who had one good month for Pineda. If he can ever stay healthy, he's a solid pitcher. We got Ivaldi, who throws 100 miles an hour under lots of control from the Marlins last year for basically uh, Martin Prado. I mean, he's kind of building it the right way, so he's not really as dumb as he looks. He just kind of locked into a couple of bad contracts that basically he didn't sign.
5: Hmm. Hey,
11: Bill, I'll, I'll say this. I, I think it's... Five years too
2: late with uh, Brian Cashman. I think the business model the Yankees have been doing for the last sixteen years is out of touch. I give a credit that they're trying to do something with their minor league system, but it's a little bit too late in the day. I mean, they put all their cards for many years just trying to find who's the best guy in the free agent market, and look what was done for them. I mean, yes, they won the World Series in '09, but what if, what if they done late?
11: We right, need to example. remain competitive. Yeah, right. I mean, Mark Teixeira getting hurt a little bit, you know what, that's kind of a that's kind of the snafu to all this. The A Rod signing we have to take off the table. That wasn't even Cash that was drunk Hank Steinbrenner who gave <laughs> to Arod to him who, you know, is, is is making love to a bottle of Jack Daniels somewhere in Tampa because he hasn't been seen since he signed that A Rod deal. But they've been trying to do things the right way. And it just ha- it just hasn't worked yet. They just don't haven't built up the farm system enough yet. Um, in years gone by, last year you would have seen the Yankees trade a guy like Severino who's 21 years old, or trade an Aaron yeah. Judge who's an up and coming outfielder, or Greg Bird our first baseman. They would have dumped them for a two month rental like a Cespedes or something like that. They think they're going about it the right way. This year might be a little bit of a eh. I think we'll be back and better than ever in
8: 17.
4: Bill, uh my question I got Bill my question to you is, is that is that if the Yankees um if the Yankees do not do very well next year don't or do not even make it to a play-in game or to the uh, playoffs do you think that either Brian Cashman or Joe Girardi could possibly get fired after next year
11: Smart no I mean, everyone like if we went through before last year and you said the Yankees were a playoff team, most people would have laughed at you. Girardi's done a good. He's never finished under 500. He did a great job with the Marlins when he was actually five, 500. He handles the New York media pretty well. He usually has a. He usually one of his strengths is managing the bullpen. Last year he only had two reliable arms to go to in Bentantis and Miller. And he kind of burnt them out for the first time kind of ever. And they were basically a dead team walking in uh, to Yankee Stadium face in Dallas cycle And uh, they got beat. They're just an older team that, that really doesn't have any parts to trade to get better. I mean, you're kind of stuck with Beltran and Wright. It all goes back to A-Rod. We can't open up the DH spot because he's there. That's all he can play. I would love to DA stick to share uh eighty games a year, maybe let Beltran do the other eighty. Then we can add another bat to the lineup and whatnot. But A Rod the key, he kinda of clogs everything up like he kinda of always has and kinda of always will. And uh the sooner we get him off the team, the better off
3: we'll be. Let me by the way, Bill, let me let me I mean, you mentioned the farm system quite a bit. And here's something very interesting to look at. If you take a look at the final four of Major League Baseball, in the NL it was the New York Mets, the Chicago Cubs, in the AL it was the Kansas City Royals and the Toronto Blue Jays. Let me ask you this question, guys. The question, out of all four of those teams, how many were in the top ten of total team payroll in 2015?
5: Um,
11: to be honest, I don't know, but that's really not a fair question because all four of those teams have basically sucked forever. And got I think all these number deal. one draft picks? I disagree you,
3: with you. I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear your point, though.
11: With the, Especially with the Mets, I'll go across town where they had so many draft picks that they just refused to keep, and Freddie Coupon is their owner. They didn't spend money, and they finally got the pitching to where they needed to be. They made one, actually, two smart moves in trading Dickey at the right time to get a guy like Sindergaard in return and they made a good deal when Beltran was at the end of his rope and they got Wheeler off that trade. So there's kind of they're kind of set for the next at least 3 or 4 years. Uh, and let's go back to Kansas City. Kansas City's been really terrible prior to this last 2 or 3, you know, year spurt, which is really good to see because they do it with pitching, they do it with defense, and they do it with timely hitting. It's actually like watching like a cheaper version of the uh the 90s Yankees. Uh, the Chicago Cubs, you know, there's no, que- no uh, question what uh, Theo Epstein doing there, rebuilding them yep. like he built the Red Sox when he got there. No, but
5: that's you my know favorite what, the,
11: payroll, the, the, the payroll will be there when you have young guys that are going to get paid eventually. I heard you guys talking about Chris Bryant, and that's all about him getting paid a year earlier. Uh-huh. When these guys come up in a couple of years, they're going to be making the big bucks too. They will have the ability to keep their players, unlike teams like – Kansas City and maybe the Mets. Uh, I'll take your take now. Okay,
0: Bill. Hey, so, uh,
2: uh, uh, Hey, Frank. Let me get in this on this one. Uh, sure. I there's, there's a lot of great points from everybody here. Um, I do agree with mostly on Bill's end that pitchers are getting paid for too much money, and all these owners are investing to way too much in the pitchers. Yeah, pitchers are important, but there's way more they utilize their money, especially during the off season. Bill, before we let you go, and we appreciate you calling in. Uh, I, I'm not can. sure if you're a Giant. I'm not sure if you're a Giant or Bills fan. Obviously, you're from Long Island, but uh, uh, what's your thoughts on what's going on with the NFC East? Because we feel that no team from the NFC East going to be in the playoffs this
3: year. It's awful, Bill. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. It, it, it really is awful. I'm a Giants fan.
11: You know, I'm, it's kind of hard to digest when you lose uh, four games this season uh, within the last two minutes or whatnot. Blowing multiple ten-point leads or more in the, you know, in the fourth quarter, and I've said it all along, and I thought they were the best team. I'm going to stay with it. The winner of the NFC East will still be the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, oh
5: think My I goodness. Uh, I'll, I'll oh, you I hate
2: the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I hate the Cowboys
3: with a passion. What
2: a fun! We would <have> fought after <laughs> we'd be found the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles, or
3: somebody would be. Yeah.
2: All right, Bill. Thanks for calling, buddy. We appreciate it. Yeah, God
3: Check bless you, Bill. Again next time. God bless you, my friend.
2: All right, that's Bill. All right, guys. We kind of ran over our last commercial break, so that's fine. We appreciate Bill taking the time to call in. By the way, if you guys ever want to call in, you can call at six zero two seven five three one seven four three, and uh, you can be on the show to play Bill was. That was pretty cool, right, guys? You know, yeah. We give like the people a chance. Yeah, we give people the chance to speak. We won't cut you off after one comment, unlike other sports talk radio shows. Um, so, with that said, uh, we're going to wrap the show in just a little bit, but did you guys have any final uh, MLB winter needs you guys wanted to discuss before we uh, get the hell out of here? Josh, I have
4: one important story I want to address with both of you. We talk, I was okay. Before Bill had called in, uh, we talked about the Yankees, uh, the Red Sox and the Yankees, other rivals, that would be the Baltimore Orioles, Big question to ask you both. What should the Orioles do with Chris Davis? Should they bring him back for the time to say adios to Chris Davis?
3: Bring back. I think they should bring back Chris Davis. I mean, this guy has proven that he can be a power hitter, and he has been the biggest catalyst in the lineup for the Baltimore Orioles. I think if you uh, get rid of Chris Davis, then that's a couple steps back. You keep Chris Davis, definitely. Pro Chris Davis, okay, now- team Chris Davis. Josh Chris
2: Davis is a good power hitter. Chris Davis is a good power hitter. He kind of reminds me of a younger Adam in a way. Uh, the strikeouts are the issue for me. Um, do I feel that it's going to be a long-term future with Baltimore? No, because Baltimore is kind of like it's just one of those teams that's just there. They never really take that next step. They start high in the regular season, then they flounder and miss the playoffs. They just never know where to take that next step, and I don't think Chris Davis is the guy. So would he be good to be a designated hitter somewhere else where they need another power hitter? Absolutely, but I don't think he's the best option for the Orioles. I'll make a quick, though, because we, we're we getting
4: to the wrap-up of our uh, fabulous show that we're doing so well with. Uh, the way I look at it with Chris Davis is, is that, A, I still think he possibly goes back to the Baltimore Orioles, or, of course, yeah, yeah. B, they could do it. But you've got to remember this about the Baltimore Orioles. You do have to give props to Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter was the guy that came in there, turned that whole team around, finally ended their, play, their 15-year playoff drought in 2012, won the American League East last year. But I know that Showalter is anxious to try to get the championship back to Baltimore, but the O's need, O's have holes they need to fill if they still want to be a competitive team. To try to end next year, it would be their 33-year drought.
3: And Toronto's not going away in that division, it appears.
4: I don't think the Blue Jays will, because they Blue Jays are still, even though they lost David Price, the Blue Jays are and Navarro to the White Sox. Blue Jays are still a team to watch out for next year in the AL East. Even I'm aware of that. And everybody else who are fans of the Red Sox, the Yankees or the Orioles or the Rays should be away, aware of it too. And of course the Rays are a different team now since they don't have Joe Madden there. And I think Joe Madden losing him was still the hey, low John, point for the Tampa Rays.
2: Yeah. A mm-hmm. Son, hey, hey, the bird the birds agree with you. They're running wild
3: here. They're tripping and
2: <laughs> running wild. Brother. Oh it's my god,
5: in the lower
3: this is a good day for you, Sean. I hope you have a better day tomorrow with, um, well, uh, forget the Bulls. The Bulls should be able to beat the the, the Celtics tomorrow. But you know what? Oh, I'll yes. be thinking
2: about
5: you. I'll be thinking about
3: you. Just win some. Just pull some
2: strikes, will
4: you? Pull some strikes. We'll see, we'll see what ends up happening. Um, I guess, we'll Josh, this is what we got is the final thought think, uh, segment.
2: The, yes, final please, the final countdown. Season. So the final thoughts basically just our final thoughts on today's show. Um, and uh, any shout outs we'd like to make to any people that are listening to the show or anybody that you'd like to give shout out to? I guess
4: I'll go first. Uh, final thought of the day is is that another successful show, another great job. I'm working really, really hard to improve myself and continue to keep the ginger and be more of the professional type, uh, working hard on a lot of other things. I'd like to give shout-outs to my family, to my friends, and be blessed and be happy for all you have in life because remember the key thing is is that life is a gift, and be proud of it. Enjoy every minute, enjoy every second, enjoy every weekend, because that's what it's all about.
3: I want to give shout-outs to uh, all the women that find me attractive. I love you, too. (laughs) Same here. (laughs) <laughs> you love that find yeah. me attractive. No, no. I could. I find they find me attractive. Not you, probably, or you. So I love you. And as far as Josh nice, and nice fight, Florida, John Travolta. John Travolta. <laughs> do I hold on? Do I really look like John Travolta? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. How? Yes. Oh, you, you are the oh, yeah, of yeah. Gre- Travolta.
4: Grease lightning.
3: So if John Travolta and I were face to face and we're shaking hands and discussing Welcome Back, Cotter, and what was and what was this time like on Welcome Back, Cotter? Uh, is there a huge resembl- resemblance of me and John Travolta? That's a little John Travolta and a little Donald Trump as well. Wait, wait, wait. How Donald Trump? Whoa, 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 Let's backtrack. John Travolta out of the picture. Well, you're not afraid oh. to speak your mind. That's
2: what I meant. Oh, wait, 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 <laughs> hold on, song.
3: hold on. Hold on. But I don't look like, but I'm like John Travolta. of me. I am like Donald Trump, but not in looks, right? Correct. Okay, let's leave it at that. I'll take the comparison in terms of uh, John Travolta with looks and Donald Trump in terms of the mind. Hey, you know what? John Travolta and Donald Trump? Hey, that's a winning combination. Not the Trump looks, though. <laughs>
2: oh,
3: man. First uh, of like to
2: thank Bill for calling and He always comes in with good thoughts. Uh, he, you know, Shout out to of, Long Island! Uh, talk radio. Yeah, a lot of those sports talk radio shows in the East Coast, there's a lot of heavy hitters that like to uh, let fans go in there and let those callers go on air and have a hard attack on air. Hopefully that never happens to any of us or any of our callers that call in. But it is interesting, whether it's positive or negative, people are calling in to run their mouth. I guess that's, that's the purpose of sports talk radio, right? Interacting with the Peaks and having some no, fun and not taking it, it too <laughs> seriously.
3: Here's the thing, too, guys. Here's the thing, too. We're, we're the host of the show. This is our house. But whenever somebody calls or texts us, they're a guest. And listen, whether you agree or disagree, for instance, I disagree with Bill. I disagree. I think uh, the lack of payroll does make a difference when it comes to some teams. It comes in the Royals, they didn't have a big payroll. They built their firm system up, and they were able to have success. But the fact is, if you disagree, I will listen to your opinion first before you listen to mine because you are a guest in our house that is sports that is the sports tribe. So come on in, you'll have your opinion. I may li- I may agree, I may disagree, but guess what? Your opinion will always matter. Indeed it then will. We're gonna set,
2: yeah. may know we're gonna wrap it up. Let's get some particulars out of labor at Twitter at dot sports side at Sports tribe. We always appreciate your guys' comments and concerns. Uh, you can always listen to our playback episodes on Josh Journal Radio com. Um Also, go to iTunes. Go to the podcast section. Type in the Sports Drive. The bird agrees. She's telling you. Beep, beep. Go into the iTunes. Subscribe to the Sports Drive podcast, and you guys will appreciate it. I'm heading downtown. I have a station meeting I got to go to for Radio dot com downtown at two thirty today, which should be pretty interesting. Uh, Sean's going to get ready for his last bowling adventure of the year, and uh, we got, um, of course, the big win Frank Sprinkle doing whatever he does on his Tuesday night. Uh, by the way, tomorrow I'm going to be on air on Radio dot com from ten a. m. to one p. m. Central. If you like to talk some professional wrestling with me. Um, talk about TLC. Also it's the uh PWE Awards show where I give out uh yearly awards to uh wrestlers and companies and all that stuff. It's always fun, uh always a fun show to have. And then um also uh follow us on Twitter We're at W C Josh Lopez at Strongman S W R. Give him a follow. Uh he has a lot of changing hands to do with his social media and on Twitter. Uh Frank's at Twitter at JackGarrell Frank. And uh, on that note, we also wanted to give a shout out to the snowman for coming on as always for the Skippy Bailey Bash Hour. We'll try to shorten it a little bit tomorrow, but uh, on Thursday. But uh, I can figured it would be a nice day to have a big, long Bash Hour because, especially the fact that uh, Skippy's Dallas Cowboys won on Monday Night Football. So it makes sense that we would have a longer version because Skippy, of course, had a billion Cowboys hope. With that said, we hope we entertain you guys today. That's the point of the show. We like to make this a back porch type of conversation. I like to have the vibe that I'm sitting next to you in talking sports. We're not higher than you. We are not. We don't think better than you. Uh, this, show, this is a fun sports talk radio show just to have with three friends. So with that said, for Sean uh Frank Sprinkle, my name is Joshua. This has been Sports Drive. Don't forget, life is short, but it's what you make out of it. Amen. We're out Keep. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Listen to the replay. Hope you check it out on social media, and we'll talk to you on Thursday. This has been Sports Drive on Jock Journal Radio.
0: Bye, and we'll see you Thursday. And please pray for Sean night. You just heard the Sports Drive with Josh Lopez and Sean Mann. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. We offer news. Opinion and discussion all the time for you Juckstars. Catch you later, Juckstars.
6: Support for this show comes from Material. Material is a simple and intuitive e-commerce platform that lets you get your online store started without paying a dime. That's right. No ads, no setup costs, no transaction fees experience a fresh and easy new way to sell online by signing up at material.com today.
1: Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit JockJournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At JockJournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's JockJournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com